Just Curious. Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. We are back for a triumphant episode. I cannot believe this. I can't either. You're I can't speechless. Be- I am. I can't believe we're here. I mean, it's been quite the journey. I mean, you know, this season alone is one. Yes. But now yeah. four seasons. Four seasons. Wow. This is uh, an epic journey. It really is. And it's not even over. We're still no. on the journey. No. We're just now after this episode, we'll have a pause. But the journey continues. <laughs> it does continue. This is the fourth season finale. I cannot believe it. You're right. We started this road. I have driven across the country during this season for us, you know, and you have you have as well. You've gone places. So it's like this started two and a half months ago because we do a weekly show. Yeah. And here we are in the 10th episode. Yeah, it's two and a half months. It's like, oh my gosh. And all that we've brought with us, season one, season two, season three, three movies, mm-hmm. all the other things. It's like, oh my gosh, this is the biggest, baddest, and Sal, it lives up to what it was supposed to be. And exceeds it. It exceeds it. Seeing this again, because I haven't seen this since I watched it initially when they all dropped, it was I was floored all over again. You know, if you're a fight fan, this is the episode for you. I mean, because Cobra Kai is many things. Karate is obviously one of them. Yeah. But if you're the kind of person who's like, I want more fighting, you know, like, when are they going to get back to fighting? And Well, it's right here. <laughs> here we are. If yeah. you like fighting, here we are. Well, before we jump in, Sal... How about a word from our sponsor? Let's do it. Support for Let's Talk Cobra Kai is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. All right. Wow. Here we are. But before we jump in, uh, what? <laughs> I want to go over a couple little mini things. No, don't worry. It's not going to be like the LaRusso, the Louis oh, background. Yeah. But no, some, not some, that. Some housekeeping. The origin though. stories. Well, just a couple of things because I even alluded to it a second ago. But when I went back and watched this for notes, again, I have mentioned this in the previous episode that I have not gone back and watched season one, two, or three yeah. in some time since notes, unless I'm spot checking. Sure. Like, oh, I got to look at that fight sequence or just zooming in and seeing this particular scene. Sure. But when I am spot checking, it started to plant that seed. And the reason I waited, because part of me likes to let things age a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, just let it age just a little bit. I think if I had gone back in too early for season one, season two, I just wanted to let it sit there for a minute so I could almost be surprised in certain aspects. Yeah. Not to mention when I spot check, seeing the age difference, like, Kids just look older, yeah. right? You see like a young, skinnier Miguel and Eli yeah. when I'm like, wow, you can already see how fast they're growing. But I'm super excited to do this. And that was kind of what I do with Let's Talk Movies, right? We're revisiting movies that are great because A, you it's probably time you watch it again. Or sure. if you've never seen it, you can see it for the first time. We're starting to do newer episodes on Let's Talk Movies, like movies and theaters and reviews. But for the most part, that's what its genesis was. And I'm excited for that. So that's why I held off. It wasn't, well, he's moving on. No, I'm really excited this offseason to do a deep dive in season one, two, and three. And Sal, I'm going to be watching like a hawk. Oh. (laughs) Play the screech. (laughs) I need the... uh, I'm loving his music. I, I hope you have a theme song, too, because I'm noticing I'm oh, starting yeah. to pay more attention. Uh, Eli has his own theme song, it seems, all the time. And Oh, my gosh. I, I want a theme so song, true. too. 
You need one. You need a theme song. We're just bouncing around town, running errands and whatnot, (laughs) going by Ali's house and the old dojos. I like it. Sal's theme song. Anyway, so also I'm excited to do this because it's going to kind of connect some dots again, because when you do notes and all these episodes run together, it's like I'm even, and I have a really good memory and I can remember data and facts and, but Hell, I went blank one night thinking, was Crease really at Coyote Creek with Stingray? Well, mm. of course he was. But it's yep. like in the moment, you threw me a curveball. And it's like, I haven't thought about that in three years or yeah. two. So it's like, of course, that was the episode Stingray became Stingray. And <laughs> well, it's like, well but, hang on. When I when I brought that to your attention, I wasn't implying that I was certain that Crease was no, there. No, no, I, I know. Like, but I was I like – I was thinking to myself, was Crease there? <laughs> you wanted me to bail you out. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? And I failed. I was like, Jason, totally you got to let us know the facts. Yeah. So I am excited for that. And that will spawn a lot of – cool special episodes. I already have a lot in store. So our off season won't really be an off season for our show. We're going to have episodes coming out, lots of fun stuff to to cover. In fact, when I was doing notes for this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a great episode, great special episode. So a lot of stuff in store for all of our fans. Yeah. And one more thing. Yes. I mentioned last episode, there's never been a grand champion in All Valley before, uh, yes. right? And that's true. This way, where you're doing a point tally and this, that, and the other, and a skills competition, there's never been this type of grand champion. Yeah. But in the Karate Kid Part 3, on the leaderboard is grand champion. What? Because it was a very scaled down all Valley and us viewers, fans only saw the final fight, right? We didn't see Mike Barnes make his way through the qualifiers. In fact, the leaderboard for Karate Kid 3 just has semifinals, four people. Finals, two, defending champ, LaRusso, and then finalist, which was Barnes, and then there's a grand champion. The leaderboard's very different than the first Karate Kid, yes, if you get yep. a chance. I just happened to be looking at it because I was going through for notes for this episode, and I thought, wow. okay, they've actually had a grand champion before, but a very different context for that. And I also mentioned sponsors, right? Because I mentioned that last episode. I could see some sponsors here and there. So I went back to the 50th All-Valley Karate Championship, which is on Krobakai, and you can see Century – LaRusso Auto Group. And then there's like this one side of all these sponsors, but they're, they're real hazy logos and I yeah. could never pull them off. Yeah. And then in this 51st All Valley, I saw Century, Nautilus, Trusted Strength, Schwinn, LaRusso Auto Group, and then those same logos that blended in in the 50th All Valley. So there are sponsors and LaRusso Auto is always front and center, which is great to see. Interesting. I would almost think that's a conflict, you know? You would think. You would think. But they also have some real ones in there. I mean, they're wearing Century Gis. I noticed that on like Eli's. And yes. so Century is a legitimate gi manufacturer. And then Nautilus is a big company in Schwinn. Funny how those real companies popped in there yeah. in this season. Those are very so. real. I, I'm very familiar with Nautilus equipment, having been a former personal trainer. In fact, I used Absolutely. to work at a gym called Nautilus. That was the name of the gym. Wow. Named after the line of equipment created by Arthur Jones, uh, created the variable resistance cam on the Nautilus equipment. I like that. Yeah. And then also, who else we have? LaRusso Auto Group. And who else did you mention? Schwinn. Schwinn? Hello. Who didn't grow up on Schwinn's? Schwinn. Of course. I had a Schwinn growing up. I had two Schwinn's growing up. Yeah. Our family had at least five of them. Yeah. I still have a Schwinn today, I think. One of my bikes, my beach cruiser is a Schwinn. There you go. Just setting that out there. So those I saw... Other logos at some point in time, maybe we can lift those off or ask them. They're probably like a lot of inside jokes, like, yeah. oh, yeah, we love that pizza joint and whatever, something in Atlanta. Yes. 
Hey, when you were working at the gym, did you have a class called like Body by Sal? <laughs> and then people would just sign up and then you'd put them through the, uh, the, the program. Well, I would always do one-on-one training, but uh, I did get in a fight once with an aerobic instructor who wouldn't lower his music. Okay. Yeah, it was a bad memory. Yeah. And I did not know karate, unfortunately. That's a tough gym, man. Jeez, <laughs> trainers going at it, it with was. each other. <laughs> All right, enough of that. That's in the past. Let's jump in here. So, every episode of Cobra Kai is brought to you by Netflix. Yes, it is. And all the episodes in this season dropped on December 31st, 2021. Well done. You've been paying attention, Sal. (laughs) I watch our show. Yeah, I watch. This again is season four, episode 10, The Rise. Mm, Last episode was? The Fall. The Fall. And now the rise. title. Well, I, I'd rather it be the, the fall than the rise instead of the rise and the, <laughs> yeah, the fall. The, the, yeah, in reverse. Now, the IMDb rating, you're right, Sal. Huh? Uh, All-time yes. season high, 9.4. Nice. I knew it. I saw yeah. it coming. They yeah, were waiting for the, the peak. The, the, the <laughs> voters were waiting to deliver yeah. their best score. Right. Yes, they were. And you know what? To be fair... Yeah. I think the episode deserves it's it. accurate. Yeah, yeah, it's not fact, just it them being more. nice. Raise it up. You Raise can argue up. that. It could go up to 9.6, I would say. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. This, you know what? 9.9. I'm not going to tell you where. There might have been something in my eye a couple times oh. in, in this episode. <laughs> it may happen during our show. <laughs> there oh, are some boy. moments, man. Oh, man. Whew. Yes. The synopsis for this episode is the tournament comes to a shocking end with the aftermath leaving its participants reeling and two champions facing uncertain futures. Oh my gosh. Sal, are you ready for our scene by scene breakdown? I am ready. And right away, we get thrown for a loop. And not even 10 seconds in, we're thrown for a loop. I have 11 pages of notes, and we're already thrown for a loop yep. here, yep. right out of the gate. And we're at the, I'm assuming, West Valley General Hospital. Yep. At least it's a hospital, but, but that's the hospital we know so well. And we're in a hospital room, and there's noises and brain scans. And Sal, we assume one thing. But it's entirely something or someone else. Well, if you remember the way the last episode ended, the fall, episode nine ended. Of course. With Miguel writhing in agony on the mat. Yep. And we're getting into PTSD mode. Like, is he re-injured again? So we're thinking this opens up with him in the hospital. That's what we're thinking, right? Why wouldn't we think that? No, (laughs) it's not Miguel at all. Who is it? It's Stingray. I guess he'd been in like a coma, literally. Well, that kick to the head. Oh, the stomp, the head stomp. The stomp. Oh, boy. Could have killed Stingray. I'm happy to know he's alive, but Sal, he's a John Doe. Yes. Interesting. You didn't have any idea on him too. No ID. Wow. And no family. Are we ever going to meet his sister? I mean, come on. These are the questions I'm asking. Wait a second. I just realized something else this very moment. So he's a John Doe. He was unconscious. Where did they find him? Yeah. And who reported who him? Who called him? I mean, who knows? Silver could have drug him out on the street oh. over there in your neck of the woods over Magnolia and yeah, Lancashire. Dump him on Magnolia yeah. near, near Colfax. Yeah. Or was he still at in Reseda? I'm not sure where that actually happened, but I don't know. I'm traumatized anyway. by the. Oh, uh, it was terrible. At first, I was calling it like, oh, when, when Silver beat up Stingray. He didn't beat him up, he no. assaulted him. It was assault and battery on Stingray. Yeah. Attempted murder. Yeah. But I don't want to jump ahead. So now we're back at the All Valley Sports Complex, and we're in the physical therapy room. And Miguel churns out, Sal, thank you, thank you, thank you, just pulled a muscle. Yeah. But you do see the scars on his lower back. Oh, yeah. It's oh, kind of yeah. hard he, to see. He's a young guy with these scars on his lower back. Not not pretty. 
So we see a medic played by Josephine Roth and Sal. She is the same medic from season one, episode 10. What? Mercy. And she was Robbie's medic in that episode. Nice. So I love the callback, bringing her back. In Mercy, she was wearing like a very different outfit. It's more cash, more like a polo this time. But he's got time, Sal, but he has 30 minutes to recover if he wants to compete again. And because it's just a pulled muscle, it's going to hurt a little bit, but let your body, you know, respond and see if you can go or not. However, in the Karate Kid, Daniel LaBrusso only had 15 minutes. Hmm. They have doubled it. Times have changed. Yeah, yeah. Air on the side of safety. Yeah, a kindler, gentler All Valley. <laughs> totally. And then we see Johnny, Carmen, and Rosa, and they're talking with Miguel. And Sal, like I've been saying for a few episodes, it seems like Miguel is just disconnected. Yeah. Now, he's not in fight mode at all. And then Rosa was in greater fight mode. She says that she liked when um, Miggy kicked a guy in the face. She she was pretty excited (laughs) about that. But she was more excited about the kick in the face than Miguel was. Miguel didn't seem like he had any interest at all in being there. Yeah, not good. And now we have Robbie Keane and Dimitri... Alexopoulos. And they're fighting. And Robbie leads 1-0. We don't see that score. We just come in at 1-0. And then he gets a stomach punch, 2-0. Robbie's up. But it's how interesting the ref sends them to their senseis. There's a lot of different things now that's yeah. happening. Like, go, go to your senseis. And then it's the Star Wars talk, Sal. Because mm. yeah. Dimitri is just, he's always so good with this kind of stuff. Yeah. But what does he have to say? Dimitri says, I had a hard time beating him when he was on the good side of the force. Now that he's gone all Sith, I feel like a helpless Jedi youngling about to get slaughtered. And Eli, a former nerd, good buddies, says, okay, well, you're taller. You have the high ground. That's how Obi-Wan beat Anakin, right? So talking his language, it helps. Dimitri kind of snaps out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and goes back in. And this is not the Dimitri from season one, Sal. Dimitri is a force. He's really built up some chops yeah. in karate. Yeah. We're following everyone's journey, the the Eli Hawk journey, Robbie's journey, yeah. Miguel's journey, Sam's journey. We really don't get into much of what's Dimitri's motive. You know, what's why is he doing this? Because we're getting into the the why. You know, why am I fighting? We get into yeah. that a little bit later also with Miguel. Why is Dimitri fighting. I don't know. But he's doing great. For whatever reason, he is Self-confidence. It, it wasn't for Yasmin. That happened outside of that. But yeah. I think self-confidence and maybe part of a team. I mean, he mm-hmm. never really was part of a team other than just him and Eli making their cat videos and hanging mm-hmm. out. Oh, yeah. And the, uh, was it <laughs> Binary Brothers? <laughs> Binary Brothers. And so it's a good battle. Back to the fight. It's yeah. a really good battle. Dimitri even does the Bruce Lee. Everyone's doing this, Sal. Mm, the Khmer. Yeah, you know, I call yeah. it the Bruce Lee because I've seen yeah, that yeah, way like back it. when. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of fighters do that. I, that is actually employed in combat sports. They'll okay. do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's all originates with Bruce for sure. Yeah, as far as I know. And then Robbie does as Cobra Kai's do. Sweeps the leg mm. and then has a stomach kick point winner. And it's big surprise. Okay. Yes, he wins. But – it wasn't just a give me. And Daniel's proud, you know, of Dimitri's effort. But Sal, no shots of Yasmin in the crowd. I thought she was going to stay for the junior prom and All Valley, but maybe mm. she skedaddled back to Australia. That's true, because we established her at the junior prom. Yeah. But we have not seen her at the All Valley at all. No, and we mm. do not. Yeah. So, dad called her back home. Yeah. Well, I think not so. back home, but back down under. Yeah. So, now we're in the locker room and- Kenny recovers. 
Yeah, he's wiping a nosebleed is what he's doing. Was that from Robbie? Well, it goes back to last episode. Yeah. Robbie had fought Kenny. Yes, yes. And embarrassed him. Mm-hmm. And so he's recovering. And yeah, because he was. He was bested and then Robbie didn't even help him off the mat. Mm-hmm. And then Anthony enters. Uh, Anthony LaRusso. And sound attempting uh, to apologize. I'm assuming it's legitimate, right? Totally legitimate, but not good timing. Yeah. After you're dealing with this mm. and your ego's hurt, and here comes someone, you know, that you have hatred for and he had been bullied by. Yeah. But what happens? Well, let me just say I'm a big believer in the proper time or place to say something. Yeah. You may have yes. something you want to say to somebody, but when and where? Very important. Yeah, totally bad timing on on Anthony's part. And he attempts to apologize. Kenny's not having it. And Kenny, okay, would you say uh, here, Kenny assaults him? Kenny, it's assault and battery. Uh, Not to the level of Terry Silver and and Stingray, but he does, uh, he kicks Anthony. And then he just goes to town with these body shots. Then he has these flashbacks of him wailing on the dummy in the dojo. Yep. So it's all like, of that. He's working all those uh, demons yeah. out. Yeah. Like that scene from a Christmas story when he finally beat up the bully. Mm. Bah, 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 yeah. And he was cussing. It's like he just let everything out. Not to mention what he just went through. His pride's been hurt. Yeah. His, not a sensei, but his, it's like a mentor. Who he looked up to, his mentor, yeah. Robbie, mm-hmm. bested him. And not only that, really just kind of embarrassed him to some degree yeah. and he's down on himself and he's got a little fire in him too he's a perfect cobra kai candidate sure. and he lets it out on anthony and it's hard to watch and thank goodness robbie comes in yeah. and breaks it up yeah but at first robbie doesn't see who kenny is wailing on because yeah. at that very moment as robbie tries to intervene anthony kind of falls into a heap on the floor yeah and then he looks it's like anthony Larusso was your bully he didn't know this he finds that out he didn't know this, wow. but he still tries to help, and he can only do so much. But Robbie's clear-headed. Kenny's upset. Anthony's hurt, and we cut away. Hang on, Jason. There's one little thing here that I got to point out. This little- Please. It's almost a Demetriism, almost an Amandaism, because Kenny grabs Anthony, and he says, get ready for high school next year. You're going to be in a world of pain. And we know that was not P-A-I-N, but P-A-Y-N-E. That is his last name. Kenny got jokes. Kenny got jokes. (laughs) Kenny's on top of the world. Yeah, very tough scene. And so Robbie also sees the monster that Kenny's become. Yeah, Robbie doesn't like that. Which that'll come up later, but that's something to, you know, that's definitely resonating with Robbie right now. Yeah. So now Tori Nichols fights Powers, a Locust Valley fighter. And Tori gets a head face kick and wins. Now, again, Sal, in a different era, this may have been a DQ or a point deduction, but hey, whatever. Great shot. She's into the finals. Yeah. It's interesting when you get into the technicalities of these tournaments, whether this this one, All Valley or others, as far as what's not allowed and what is allowed. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're allowed to kick someone in the face, apparently, but later on, somebody has a problem with an elbow to the face. So, it's yeah, like ex- or the on. elbow, exactly. The foot was intentional, I guess. And listen, from the Karate Kid, let's go back there. They were legal. There was always this little rumblings that it wasn't legal, that you could call it not. But yeah. it was legal in that particular fight yes. because Daniel won on it. Unless every ref missed it. Yeah. <laughs> but, so then Samantha LaRusso's fighting Krupa, a Topanga karate fighter. And Sam has a nice takedown chop, wins. She's also into the finals. Sets it up nicely, Sal. 
Tori and Samantha in the finals representing Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai. That's coming, but there's so much more before we get there, Sal. There's so much more. And you know what I'm really loving? Because I don't think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here. You would know more than me. Is it just me or is are there a lot more takedowns in karate now than we've seen in years past? I love the takedowns. Having gone back recently and done checks of all valleys from Karate Kid, you know, the original and Karate Kid Part 3. Uh, sometimes I call it Karate Kid 1, which is weird. <laughs> but, uh, but I go back and look at that and you see people like Vidal doing like a killer takedown, even Johnny. So you saw it. Absolutely, it existed. But you know, they've got to raise the bar here. We're seeing more All Valley than we've ever seen. Like you go back and watch the original, that montage covers so much ground. It's like, hey, let's put a – it's like 80s movies. Let's do a little montage and we'll just fly through. Well, now they're having to really choreograph more. Mm. Stakes are higher. The lighting's really different, you know. Mm. Go back and look at the other – you know, the originals. It's like, wow, it's like a normal gym. Now it's like this beautiful mood lighting, you know, something you'd see on like a big show, like American's Got Idol. You know, American's Got Idol. American Idol, America's Got Talent. I'm just – I don't watch either one of those, so I'm doing a mashup. (laughs) Yes. But you know what I mean? Like the big production, the lighting, the playing with it. It just looks incredible. So they got to raise the stakes on the choreography. But I think you're right. Probably more takedowns, but we did see it historically. Okay, we did see it. So I'm just kind of noticing it more now, I think, then. Yeah, they're nice. How often can you just see a, you know, the usual stuff? You're going to have to to do some different things to make it more enticing for us. So now we're outside the locker rooms and Johnny runs in the crease. What awkward, huh? (laughs) <laughs> Awkward. They saw each other, so they yeah, can't just exactly. uh, keep walking. <laughs> yeah. And this exchange goes like this. And I'll be Johnny. You play Crease. Okay. Crease says, look, what happened with Terry back in the old dojo? I didn't know he was going to do that. I don't have time for this shit. It didn't have to be this way, Johnny. You could have been with me and your real son. You don't care about Robbie any more than you cared about me. Bullshit. I cared more about you than anyone. You had a funny way of showing it. You forced me to fight dirty. And then we have a quick flashback to Karate Kid mm-hmm. 3, right? Was it 3 or the original? No, the original. Well, yeah, I was the original. That it's was the original. original. Sweep yeah, the leg. I was agreeing when you said the Karate Kid. No, but yeah, no, no, you're right. It is the original Karate Kid where Kreese tells him, sweep the leg. And then at first, Johnny's like, huh? And then Kreese goes, the famous, you have a problem with that? No, Sensei. No mercy. And then Johnny continues. From before, from current day, you sacrificed my soul so Cobra Kai could stay number one. That is not true. I wanted you to be number one. But you were down two to zero, and you were about to be beaten. And I knew that would take you into a downward spiral. And I was right. Mm. Because no matter what people say, it does matter whether you win or lose. And if I can help Robbie win, he'll remember it for the rest of his life. And maybe, someday, he can be the one to keep Cobra Kai going. Mm. Wow. Whoa. Keep it going. Hello. He's going to pass the torch to Robbie. Oh, yeah. Well, then Johnny says, no, that's never going to happen because tonight Cobra Kai is going to die. Wow. wow. He threw the gauntlet down there. <sighs> Intense. Whew. And they were just getting a drink of water. So yeah. This, they're, uh, <laughs> they're just going to take a leak is all they were going to do. Uh, golly. So now we're back in the physical therapy room. And so I noticed that. Let's go back. Miguel has 30 minutes to get ready. Yeah. Right? Not 15, like historical All Valleys from the 80s. 
Well, it was 6.35 earlier. I could kind of see the clock behind the medic. It was a little out of focus. Well, now we do see the clock right there, right front and center, 6.55 p.m. So it has been a little bit less than 30 minutes. We're at 20-minute range. But I hear the PA announcer say it's the five-minute mark. So, you know, whatever. They're only off by a couple minutes. Mm. But Maybe that clock was broken. Maybe it was a little, but a little broken, just a little bit. And the Miguel's loosening up because he's still like, you know, I'm going to give it a go, right? And then Sal, Johnny comes in, and what's he throw at him? <laughs> what is that? A tube of Ben Gay? He's got or some yes, sort of tiger bomb? Maybe it. It was Ben Gay. It How do you know it was Ben Gay? gay. It said because on he it. moved his hand and it said it on. Oh him. my god, Ben and Gay! <laughs> as all the sports I play, there's always somebody. <laughs> That it will be in a huddle or it will be in a team meeting or you'll just be on the field and either the opponent or your own player and you're going to smell that Ben Gay. Someone's got it on. But I thought Tiger Bomb was the thing to use. They both interchangeable. Okay. But the Ben Gay has that distinct smell. It does. And I always associate it because when I was a kid, the Ben Gay commercials, they weren't necessarily aimed at athletes. They were kind of aimed at elderly. Yeah. I so it would show that. like a senior using the Ben Gay. So I never yeah. related Ben Gay to athletics, but rather to like just senior living. Yeah. Yeah. There's also some lame jokes back then, but that was the 80s. Oh, People yeah. Yeah. Truly tasteless jokes. <laughs> tasteless. And so then Johnny says, do what I tell you. And we'll not only take down Cobra Kai, we'll show LaRusso and everybody else who's really the best. And he also said, we're not going to get another shot at this. It's now or never. Now, Sal, I love the alternate take on you're the best. Kind of mm. reminds me of simply the best, the Tina Turner mm. they used for HBO, like simply the best, yes. better than all the rest. Oh, yeah. There it is. And you said it earlier. He wasn't ready to fight. Miguel's like, yeah, Johnny's all fired up. He wants to fight. Miguel kind of sees through it. It's not his mission. And he's just tapping out. And Johnny's just oblivious to it. He doesn't yeah. see it at all. He's like, you know, a little rah, 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 and then we'll go get him. But yeah. it's just not happening. No, Miguel's not bloodthirsty here. And during Johnny's monologue there, we hear under Miguel's breath, that's what this is about. So exactly. Yeah. Miguel realizes in that moment, it's not even about Miguel winning. It's This is Johnny's war yeah. that Miguel's fighting in. Reminds me of Robbie hearing his sensei's talk, yeah. especially Crease. It's like, yeah, okay. Or even he hears Daniel talk. It's like, it's the adult war. Mm-hmm. And the kids are these pawns, as yeah. we've talked yeah. about. They didn't start before. this war. They did not start it. Yeah. I'm not saying Johnny and Daniel are is evil like the Cobra Kai establishment, the Bicephaly, Silver and Crease, but they're caught up in it. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. They're caught yeah. up in it. Now we see Daryl back on the mat. So we're always like in the locker room or we're back on main stage. But what does Daryl have to say? Because he's killing it as MC. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take some of his technique and use it. He's getting me pumped up and I'm not even there. his flair. I'm excited about the blue mat. I'm not even at the blue mat, you know. (laughs) Daryl says, Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do are neck and neck on the leaderboard. But there's a dark horse, or should I say a dark bird, that still has a chance. Will Eagle Fang Karate stay alive in our dojo race? We're about to find out. Miguel Diaz has one minute to return to the mat. Sal, what's the color of that mat again? The blue mat. I'm surprised it wasn't one more plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> return to the blue mat. The beautiful blue I mat. I said the blue mat. <laughs> and then we see a countdown clock. Yeah, yeah. They're going all out. This new leaderboard, unbelievable. And it... Goes all the way down, though. Very dramatic. Yeah. In fact, there's even some talk in the Eagle Fang establishment with your favorite 
nickname of them all, Mitch being penis breath. And Devin. And they're like, yeah, they're coming on. Like, oh, it's so dramatic. Yeah, it's all Valley. And it goes all the way down, Sal. We're waiting for this. Miguel's going to fight. Yeah. We're waiting. We're waiting. And- yeah. And there was even a 10-second countdown like New Year's Eve. Yeah, exactly. But I had a bad feeling when Johnny – well, I had a bad feeling, but I felt that Johnny should have escorted Miguel out. Like, hey, put this Ben Gay on. Let's go. I, come on, champ. You know, walk him down the hallway like a prize fighter, sure, you know? Sure. But of course, it wouldn't have made for this scene, the disappearing yeah. act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then Daryl goes on to say – Daryl says, well, it looks like Miguel Diaz is not going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there you go. There was the throwback. Miguel Diaz is not going to fight. Uh, yeah. Miguel Diaz is not going to fight. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Mm. Goes all the way back to just the original. To uh, Tex. You call him, yeah. wait, you call him Tex. That wasn't his. Oh, no. He just looks like okay. a Tex. He's <laughs> not Tex. Okay. And then Eli Moskowitz wins by default and he's mm. into the finals. He wow. didn't have to continue the fight with Miguel. And so he moves on down the road, and now we're back in the hallway, and Johnny, Carmen, and Rosa, they don't see Miguel. They go to the PT room. They don't see him. And Sal Miguel's on the move because he spots Sam getting water in a different part of all Valley Sports Complex, the underbelly. So he's made a move strategically to avoid them and not go out and runs into Sam and just – Basically says in this, it's a very heartfelt exchange. And there's so much dialogue in this episode that we have so many of these scenes we break down, but some I'm trying to streamline a little bit. But essentially the heart of it is they have this exchange. She's getting ready for her match. And Miguel just mentions like, you know, Johnny isn't my dad. And it's like, wow, because she's talking about her dad's always pushing her. And it's like, yeah, but Johnny's not my dad. It's like, wow. And then she's like, hopefully you go out there in the stands and be rooting for me. And he just says... I'm always rooting for you, Sam. Very sweet. That's all he had to say. He didn't say I'm going to be out there. Mm. I had a feeling like, wow, he's really just, he's bowing out. Exit stage left. Mm -hmm. So then uh, they kiss and it's a beautiful moment. No matter what happens, they're probably tighter than ever through all this. Yeah. That's a really beautiful thing to see. Yeah, it was. It, It was a nice moment. Because remember, before this, they were fighting, right? They were, but they still were like questioning feelings, if the other person had feelings for Robbie or Tori and all this stuff and, you know, all this teenage drama. But at the root of it, these two care for each other. Yeah. And it's great. And they're really great at karate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they are the future of the dojos in the valley. And then Sam has to report to the center mat. Because, Sal, it's finals time. Mm. And the grand champion, Cobra Kai, wins one match. They take the cake. And Miyagi-Do has to win both matches to win. So it's really down to these two dojos. Eagle Fang has been eliminated along with all the other dojos. This is it. But we also know what's at stake. And that is what? Oh, that whoever loses has to shut down officially? Yes. Right? Miyagi-Do potentially has to close their doors Eagle Fang will have to close their doors, or Cobra Kai if they lose. Yeah. That was the agreement anyway. I think Eagle Fang is still connected to Miyagi-Do in the agreement. So even though Eagle Fang's been eliminated, mm. they could stay open if Miyagi-Do wins. Uh, oh, Daniel could pull a fast one. I like it. That's a technicality <laughs> for one. Or, yeah. or if Miyagi-Do didn't place, then Eagle Fang won, then they could have stayed. Yeah. If anything, they would have had an advantage then just by their sheer numbers over, over Cobra Kai because yeah. you have two Tojos against one effectively. Exactly. And what does Daryl have to say here? Good luck to all of our fighters. Let's go. 
Let's go. And I wonder if that's a tip of the cap to Tom Brady because he's always saying that. Let's go. I mean, a lot of people say it, but he even has a podcast named Let's Go. But I also like the fact that the boys fight first, thus making the girls match the main event. Interesting. That was really great to see that you don't usually see that. You wouldn't usually see that, but this is the first time we've had boys and girls in all valleys. So. Yeah. You know what? I will say that, you know, as much as I love UFC, I think UFC, I don't know if they make a lot of female fights. If you have a men's title on the line and a women's title on the line. Yeah. Yeah. The women's aren't going to headline the evening. They're not. No, that's why they flipped the script here. Yeah, this is yeah. not the norm. No, and I'm glad they did it. I think it's really good. I like it. And it plays into the storyline much better. Sure. Of course. Yes. That's probably yes, why they did it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it was like more about story than it was just yes, about yes. doing it for the right reasons. And then, Sal, Robbie, two-time finalist, is in the fight, and his father, Johnny, three-time finalist, two-time champ, no mention of the father-son connection. Would have been a good time for that, I would think. Well, on one hand, Robbie's not Robbie Lawrence. That's why they don't know. It's just right over their head. Yeah, like maybe people don't know. Maybe. It's got to be. I don't know. But yeah, uh, that is something that I think will have to be like gossip in the stands. Like, oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah, Robbie, that's is he, that's his yeah. son. Yeah. I don't think that maybe it's not above board. Kings you know? of Lawrence. But then Crease and Silver talk with Robbie, their little pep talk. And what does Silver have to say here? Silver says, time to show LaRusso and your father that you don't need them, that you're strong enough on your own. And then Daniel talks to Eli. And Daniel says, this fight is not about him, meaning Robbie. Yeah. The biggest battle is always the one within. Okay, concentrate. Defense. Focus. Power. You find your balance, and those points will come. So it's a different version, but they worked it in. That's straight out of the Karate yeah, Kid. Yeah. Nice tie in there. Yeah. That's a lot to throw at somebody right before they go in. It's like, a, <laughs> okay, I just do this, that, this, that, and the other, and you'll be fine. In other words, uh-huh. everything. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah. And... It's rematch time, Sal, because mm-hmm. let's go back in time. I know. Talk one, about revisiting. 10, Mercy. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Robbie fought Hawk. I guess this is the first time he's fighting Eli. No, they fought. And that was the semifinals, and it was 1-1. And then Hawk retaliated on something that happened mm. and kicks him in the back. Yes. Not looking. Not while they're fighting, by the way. You know, in between when they're fighting. And Hawk gets DQ'd. Mm. Yeah. So this is a rematch that we've – yeah, I'm excited for. This is great. This is the finals, and we've seen this before, and it was a 1-1. So it's like, yeah, they have a cool history in All Valley. I love this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's Robbie Keane versus Eli Muskowitz, and it's on, Sal. And Keane comes out with a stomach punch, point, one nothing. And Sal, Robbie gets a little too excited here, and Eli calls timeout. We're with ease in the Karate Kid, Sal. Yeah, fighters can call timeouts, and I guess the senseis can call timeouts. And then the refs can call timeouts. And that's normal, but I'm just seeing a lot more timeouts in this all value than I'm ever that I've ever seen. Well, before. look, you know because you're a big football fan that timeouts yeah. are a huge strategy. And they're precious. There's only three that's it. In in a football game. Yeah. Only three per team. Three per team. Okay. So I wonder if they have any limitations on the fighters. How many times can a fighter call a timeout or their or their Well, that's what we don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's what we don't know. Because I yeah, if it's a strategy, then I will I'll use it. I'll take it. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, it is three per team, but it's three per half. Let me just be clear. A game, there's six, but we just look okay. at it in halves and you have three in the half. Sometimes you have to use a timeout to warrant an instant replay. So you really hang on to them because if you burn one early, it's like, oh, we don't have a timeout. It's crucial in football. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's unlimited. This is kids' athletics. I get it. Yes, but I've just yes. never seen this many moments. It's great for us as fans. We can relish these moments and they can run over and have these exchanges. But go back to the historical karate kids. It's not, I mean, Miyagi had to go to the mat literally to have a quick powwow with Danielson yeah, in the karate kid part three. Yes. It wasn't like, I'm going to call a timeout here. Let's get uh, LaRusso over here. You know, it's just kind of different. But times have changed. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. You know, <laughs> every time I, I think you just said something about kids. I forget their kids. This is so intense. The All Valley is so intense. I forget I it's under 18. These are yeah, officially the children. Yes, officially. <laughs> I know. So Eli is concerned that Robbie knows the moves and rightfully so, Sal. Yeah. But Daniel flips the script here. Mm-hmm. He flips the script so much, Sal, that it reminded me of a great song huh? that we know very well. And this is a little, just a little rendition for you because this is what Daniel's doing here. And it blew me away. And go ahead and take this little uh, moment, if you will. It's the moment of truth. <laughs> it's all on the line. This is the place. This is the time. Waited forever. It's now or it's never. Nothing can stop you now. Ah, I love it. So good. Well done, Sal. Really, really <laughs> well you. done. Yeah, I almost uh, threw you off there. But what does Daniel say? Because he really is. I feel like this is the spirit running through Daniel right now. Oh, is this what you're talking about where he says you were in Cobra Kai longer than yes. Robbie, right? Yep. You know mm-hmm. each other's karate better than anyone. Put him on defense. Yeah. I mean, Sal, he knows. He's got to capture this moment. He's starting to realize I can't just stay in this box Maybe there's some other ways. And of course, that song, I just felt like the energy was there. And Eli's like, yeah, okay, you're right. And it's a great call because he was in Cobra Kai longer. He does know those moves. So great coaching here, Mm -hmm. Sensei Danielson. And it's an incredible, epic battle. I mean, this is amazing. They're both attempting jumping front kicks. Eli connects point one one. Just like that. Just like their old fight. It's 1-1. Next, we have kicks, hits, fakes, blocks, jumps, takedowns, geese coming undone. Yeah. Yeah. Which does happen, Sal, by the way. When I'm sparring so many times, your gi does start to come undone. Sure. If you think it's intentional, it's not. But I like that Robbie's is the one that this yeah. happens to. But you're not allowed to grab your opponent's gi in tournaments, are you? You know what? It depends. I don't know their rules. There are some that know, uh, others probably. So if they're doing these takedowns, yeah. I'm assuming you're going to grab gi, okay. right? Well, that's the thing about like with how big Brazilian jiu-jitsu has gotten and you have the gi and the no-gi jiu-jitsu yeah. because the, some practitioners believe that if I'm wearing a gi, you can, as my opponent, can use it to your advantage. Yeah, my own I'd gi. say, hey, in football, back to football, I like to take things. If someone has dreadlocks, dreadlocks are part of the uniform. Oh. You can... Yank a dreadlock. Holy cow. It's not like he can't pull his hair because they chose to have it and they keep it down and it happens. Running backs have them. Now, a lot of times it's defensive backs and they're probably less likely to get pulled down. But yeah, it's part of the uniform. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of some fighting when I was, you know, younger, we all, we wore these gloves. You really couldn't grab. It was gloves and you wore headgear and padding on your feet. Mm -hmm. So grabbing probably wasn't a thing, but there's none of that in this all valley. So I'm assuming those takedowns, you can grab gi Mm -hmm. for leverage. 
But this, again, is an incredible fight sequence. And I got to say, Sal, it may be one of the best fight sequences in Cobra Kai and Karate Kid history. That's saying a lot, but it's like I said in the beginning, if, if you're a fight fan, this is the episode for you. There is fights galore, and I'm loving these fights. I really am. Yeah, I, this I, one's I love seeing this. It's like fighting a mirror. These two guys are so evenly yeah. matched, mm-hmm. and they both know each other's dojo styles. You know, that's mm-hmm. cool. I love that. Except Robbie doesn't have any tattoos, though. No, <laughs> he does not. Yet. Yet. And then the three-minute time limit expires. Mm. Sal, we're going to sudden death overtime. We haven't been there since. Karate Kid 3. That's right. <laughs> Karate Kid Part 3. We went to OT. And now, another timeout. Both fighters go have quick chats with your senseis. And Sal Robbie decides not to fix his gi. But what does he do? He decides to just take it off. He takes off his... Well, not the whole gi, but the, no. what, what do you call it? The top. top. The top. top. Okay, he takes off the top portion of the gi. And Robbie's built. Robbie's been working out. That's for sure. Looks great. And then I was immediately saying, oh, Eli's doing it. I thought of the back tattoo right away. Mm-hmm. Did you know it as well? I knew it was coming. The minute yeah. Eli looked at him, it was like, oh, it's coming. And no, but I'm glad that he did. Oh, yeah. yeah. It made for a better scene. Yeah, yeah. It also looks like something out of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they both look great. They're both in yard. great shape. <laughs> both in great shape from a – I would imagine all the cast does karate now at this point, you know, but they're also lifting weights too, you know. Absolutely. If you're on the show from season one, like Devin's very new, but think about the people like these guys, for instance. They've been around since season one. They were doing martial arts then. Well, we got many years of that now. Mm-hmm. With that, you can push things further. You can like, oh, you know, you're more comfortable with this takedown now. So the trainers and the stunt people can work with them more. And thus production goes up more time than Daniel ever had in the Karate Kid. Mm. I mean, this is like, this show keeps coming back. Everyone gets better. Everyone gets better. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. Ralph Macchio and Pat Morita didn't have that type of time in the Karate Kid. No. You know, it was no. just a movie. You know, here's X amount of time, work with Pat E. Johnson, among others. And then, yeah, kind of get ready. So. This leads to another amazing – you just think it's – they raised the bar. No, no. Three-minute warning. Okay. Also, overtime, I should point this out, it's next point wins. Yeah. That's what sudden death means in this go-around, which also happened in Karate Kid Part 3. Mm-hmm. And in this incredible sequence, so, Robbie does a backflip, which is ridiculous, off Eli. <laughs> like, he's going towards him. He does a backflip off of him. And then Eli does one of those incredible moves – which Johnny did in The Karate Kid. You know, those, you go to the ground, but you spring yourself back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been able to do that? Close. Yeah. When I grew and got taller, that became harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big acrobatics guy. I'll yeah. do certain things, but like, yeah, that I never was great at. I don't even know what you call that. You're on your back and you do like a spring back to your it's feet. Like a, it's like a four. Yeah, exactly. But the way it happens though, Eli comes up and like, he's like hovering there yeah, for a second. Yeah, yeah. It's in almost, almost like a crouching tiger, hidden dragon. It looked cool. Yeah, yeah. And then he tackles Robbie and then there's counters and it's like, oh my gosh, they're playing chess. They're like one move ahead, but they know how to defend it. Mm-hmm. It's just so well choreographed and orchestrated. But Sal Robbie could end it. He has a moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what happens? Yeah, he had that moment where he's about to deliver a death punch. And then he looks over, he sees Kenny. Kenny's yelling. He, like He's seen Kenny's aggressiveness and his anger. 
And I guess it kind of throws Robbie off. So then it gives Eli an opportunity to throw Robbie off of him, right? Yeah. That moment looked like forever, but it's in slow motion. So you probably, bam, bam, bam. It's like a bang, bang thing. He's about to hit him, looks up, and that second's gone. Like in a fight. Eli's come to and flipped him off. And then Eli rallies and the battle continues. And like what happens in fighting, and you could attest to this, fatigue sets in. Oh, yeah. You can see it. They did a good job of portraying it. Okay, I've been going at this for a while. I mean, Sal, you could even speak to hitting a punching bag for a minute or oh, yeah. two minutes. You've got to be in good shape. You yeah. will gas yourself out. Yeah. And you can be in good shape. But like even at the height of my fitness when I used to run marathons, I would run a marathon in three hours, 40 minutes, which is very respectable. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm in great shape. I'm going to go swimming. And I go swimming. I'd be dying after five minutes yeah. of swimming. It's a totally different activity. Very different. Yeah. You've got to get used to punching and kicking, not to mention adrenaline and controlling that adrenaline. Mm-hmm. I've sparred with people where you're super nervous because they might be a belt or two belts higher. Yeah. And you're controlling your nerves is its own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, okay, okay. I got a counter here. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. It's all fatiguing you. And then you're sweating more. It, I mean, it's exhilarating, but it's exhausting. And Eli does a spinning back hill. Robbie blocks, takes him down. So you're like, oh my gosh, how is this going to go? Who's going to win? Eli, back hill kick, point, winner, Sal. I had no idea they were going to go there. Eli is champ. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty amazing. I'm very, very happy for him. Yes. Very happy for him. I didn't necessarily need Robbie to win. You know, no No. offense to Robbie, but I didn't need Robbie to win. I'm very happy that Eli won. Well, I didn't know they'd do this because Robbie's already lost the All Valley Finals once. So Mm -hmm. now he's a two-time loser. I just thought, you know, what are the odds? Is the show going to go here? You look at it like, well, Eli's gone further than he's ever been. So that's great, right? Mm -hmm. And then Robbie could probably win. But no, they threw me for a curve there. However, Sal, I should have seen this coming because Eli called his shot last episode, when he said what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he says, I know who I am now. I'm the guy who's going to win this whole fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was moments after being kissed by Moon. I'll tell you, see the magic of Moon. That's why I'm a Moon worshiper. Yes. The actual Moon, but then, you know. But yeah, yeah, he- And Moon from Cobra Kai. And Moon from Cobra Kai. She is gorgeous. Yeah. So, (laughs) Eli wins. I'm big time excited. Very happy for him. And are we led to believe that if Robbie hadn't been distracted by that little little yeah. moment with, with Kenny, where what, some emotion kicked in or something, or just a distraction, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no asterisk on this fight. No. Eli won. It yeah. was just a moment that happens in fighting. So, yeah, I think they were showing us like, hey, Robbie could have done it, hmm. but Robbie's there's head games, things going on. Yeah. But I'm not even thinking about it. Eli's our champion. Wow. It was his destiny. Yeah. And you know what? I'll go one step further. Yeah. I think he would have beaten Miguel. Oh. Because he's so focused in his determination and that mm. moon kiss. Yeah. And Miguel was already kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, he was yeah. going through the motions. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, yes, he had the old injury, but that injury, that back injury, the little tweak probably happened because his body and spirit weren't in the same place. No. Yeah. He was somewhere else. And guess what? You know, something's going to happen. It's like not warming up properly or you're just not focused. And you're like, well, I'm in this, but not really. And you can't trick your body. No, but you know what this also is, is that 
Yes, Eli did a great job, absolutely, and deserves to win. But it also shows you that sometimes the odds can kind of be in your favor. The stars will be aligned in your favor. Exactly. So because of what's going on with Miguel, what happened with Miguel, because of what's going on with Robbie and what's going on in his head, Eli had a little bit of an advantage because, yes, he was more focused than his competitors. Championships in all sports, you got to have luck just to get through. Does the best team always win a championship? Absolutely not. I've seen great teams, even this last NFL playoffs, lose an early playoff game. And then three rounds later, you're like, oh, they would have mopped up both teams in the Super Bowl. Well, they only would have played one of them, but you know what I mean. Sure. And it's like, well, well, they didn't get past that point. The stars didn't align. The ball bounced another way. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. I mean, let's go back to the credit kit part three. <laughs> Everything lined up for Daniel to come in and just get <laughs> one point in overtime. I mean, come on. He was not in shape. What? Okay, he might have been in shape, but he wasn't in fighting shape. No. He wasn't in all valley shape. No. He wouldn't have made it through that tournament and met Barnes in the final. It just wouldn't have happened. No, not in a tournament style. Because remember, tournaments aren't like you know most mixed martial arts boxing. They go out, they fight once for the night, and they're done. It could be yes, grueling, but it's just exactly. one fight. Tournament, give respect where respect is due. People are fighting multiple fights in a day. That's crazy. And I'm glad you brought that up because this is going to be a future special episode on Let's Talk Cobra Kai. But we are going to break down Daniel's triumphant run and the Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid, his all-valley championship run. Wow. Because having gone back and done all this research, it's yeah. like you'll marvel at how many people he fought that day. Mm. Even in this day and age, in this all-valley – they're not doing nearly as many fights. And they had less time to recover. Maybe that's why. They didn't have enough time. You got to keep fighting. Get back in there. Yeah. It was a marathon. Yeah, but anyway, minutes. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go. You have five more fights before you get to the finals. So anyway, it's a great discussion for another episode, Sal. But Daryl comes out, your boy, and gives Eli a trophy, right? Rightfully so. Here's a trophy that, you know, Johnny gives Daniel and the original Karate Kid. However... If you look behind them, no other trophies have been handed out yet. So I love that it's like, hey, yeah, we'll do the championship trophy first. But what about second, third, fourth? But I just noticed that. It's kind of funny. It's kind of like, isn't it the case with either the Oscars or the Golden Globes where they don't put every award recipient on TV? Only like what, like the top be. 20 or something? They don't put right. like, as you go down further yeah, down Yeah, now the that line. All Valley's gotten so big, it's like, yeah, we'll give those trophies away. I'm just saying they haven't even handed them out yet, even behind the scenes, because they're still over there. But I do love that Eli has his big trophy. He's earned it. Yep. And guess what? Now they're even with Cobra Kai. And now it's winner take all. Mm. Sets that up nicely. Mm-hmm. And Miyagi-Do celebrates, but... While this is going on, Sal, Johnny's a little unsettled because he didn't win. Eagle Fang is hanging in the balance and it's all riding on Miyagi-Do and he's not part of Miyagi-Do per se. And then Robbie heads to the locker room because he just lost and it's a lot to take in and he's got a lot going on. Robbie, more than most. Him and Miguel probably had the most spinning around in their universe right now. Yeah. And Sal, I like that Tori kind of chases him down. And I like what she says. Robbie, you all right? <laughs> call back there. Just a little call back. You think so? You're right, LaRusso. Yeah, you're all right, LaRusso. Just the cadence of it mm. reminded me of it. It, it definitely wasn't by accident. Mm. Robbie, you all right? It, just that little. But anyway, and Robbie and her have a quick exchange. He's actually more clear-headed than I you know, would have thought. He's just 
wanted to process it. Yeah, I think that that Robbie, as as emotional as he can get, I think like he's okay with losing. Like yeah. he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have to everything. win. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's trying to think about other things. He's got a lot. Like I said, the Kenny moment really impacted him. Yeah. And rather than be huffy puffy, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna just clear his head. And he has a nice exchange with her. They get along great. But as he leaves, someone else enters. A lot yeah. of activity in the outside the locker rooms here. Yeah, all these awkward interactions taking the place. The bowels of all valley. Yeah, Amanda uh, walks complex. in. Amanda walks in and she's face-to-face now with Tori. They have a brief interaction. Yes, and they mentioned Dr. Hillier. I guess she's been going to Dr. Hillier therapy. I think we're assuming that, yeah, psychologist. And she basically, Amanda's like, you know, I don't want you to hurt Sam, but she's not there to bargain with her. Like, hey, for a second, Sal, I thought, what's this? Is this a throw, throw the, the match, match yeah. type of <laughs> yeah. conversation? Yeah, I thought I'm sure that everyone was... thought that. Yeah. And she doesn't want Sam getting hurt, but more than anything, she wants this conflict to end. But I just got to say, Amanda probably has great intentions, no doubt about it. But this is also very poor timing. <laughs> Wait, hang on. And after, after Anthony. Tory. Yeah, after exactly. Anthony. And then this, the, the LaRussos. Horrible at timing. Horrible timing. <laughs> that was an alt title for this episode. Yeah. And it's also unfair to Tori as a competitor. I think so. I think almost – you would probably be getting into breaking the rules at this point. I mean, for a parent to be a, approaching their child's competitor backstage, I mean, I'm sure that the board would frown on this. Yeah. Maybe it was by design, but maybe Amanda's like, this is my moment. They're in the finals. I want to say something, but I just don't think it should have been now. I mean, what's going to happen in the match? Tori's going to kill Samantha. Samantha's very tough. Even Tori's like, it's karate. Someone might get hurt. (laughs) Exactly. We're not playing chess here. Well, we are playing chess. Physical, physical chess. But yeah, we're not sitting down to a game of chess. Someone might get hurt here. Yeah. I mean, again, I love Amanda. I just think it was... Not good timing and very unwarranted. Yep. And now the stage is getting set, Sal. Daniel approaches Johnny in this touching, long overdue conversation, Sal. Wow. We had to get to this, but look at Daniel. Daniel is really grown. He has Everybody's growing. growing. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I wonder if I'm growing. Everybody on the show is growing. I wonder if I'm growing. You are, so Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and give us Daniel's wonderful speech, which I'll take the other voices and one voice is from the past, which oh, we love hearing from. Yes. So, Daniel approaches Johnny. He says, I want your help. Look, you and I may be set in our ways, but these kids, they're still growing. They can learn from both of us and use what we teach them to create their own way. I guess I didn't want that to happen because I cared so much about honoring Mr. Miyagi's legacy, but I forgot one of his most important lessons. And then, Sal, we hear from Mr. Miyagi from The Karate Kid Part 3. Just like Banzai, choose own way, grow. Because root strong. You choose own way, do karate. Same reason. And they're sitting there kind of repotting the bonsai. That special bonsai. Yeah, the beautiful background. Yeah, it's just like, wow, he's having this quick little moment with him. And then also from the Karate Kid Part 3, Daniel in response says. Daniel says, yeah, but I do it your way. And Miyagi continues, hi, which means yes, Japanese. One day, you do own way. And Daniel's remembering this, right? So it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's sinking in. He's having his own stuff. There's a lot of flashbacks in this episode, and and it really got me thinking. Is 
are all of us now as as adults we're just kind of walking around kind of being run today by our past what trauma and triumph whatever it was that's what propels us today because it seems like every time somebody does something on the show it relates back to some old memory of either party yeah. or pain either one i guess if you haven't confronted it sal it's there <sighs> so daniel continues i was scared of the influence you were having on sam but i see now some of what you teach can be good sometimes and i'm sorry i didn't realize that sooner so all of this, Daniel is sharing to Johnny, and I love the way Johnny's just receiving it. He's just standing there like, wow, I, you know, his guard's going down. Finally. I mean, listen, I love these guys, and I love nothing more when they're getting along. Yeah. So he's accepting it. He's not being standoffish Johnny, and he says, I'm sorry too. That's all he had to say, Sal. <laughs> I'm in. I, I love it. They're going to get along just great. I saw you and Miguel bonding, and I freaked out. I was afraid of losing that connection. Now I'm paying the price for it. I should have just let him train with you. He would have been a stronger fighter. Admitting he was wrong, Sal. Admitting that egos, using the kids as pawns. and uh, There's a lot right here. These guys are really growing before our eyes. And then Daniel responds back, Well, since it seems like the water is flowing back under the bridge, what do you say we team up again? You want me to help Miyagi-Do win? Miyagi Fang. Uh, just for today. And Johnny takes that in and says, let's do this. Right before he responds, let's do this, he looks over and we see yes, Crease and Silver. Yeah. He bounces from Daniel, yeah. sees Crease and Silver, then goes back to Daniel and does the let's do this. So, yeah. yeah. He's motivated. I love it. They're in. Now- this is the first and last time we talk about Miyagi Fang. They don't change it on the board. No. I, I was thinking, that's strange. But just for these guys coming together, shaking hands, and yeah, they are part of the team. They did train together for many, many months, and or a few at least. And then they went their separate ways because their egos drove them there. But I love this great moment. And uh, it's showtime. And Daryl is center stage, Sal, and he's ripping as usual, getting the crowd in a frenzy. Yeah. Daryl says, representing Cobra Kai, the Queen Cobra herself, <laughs> Tori Nichols, coached by her senseis, John Kreese and Terry Silver, and representing Miyagi-Do Karate, the Bonsai Badass, Samantha LaRusso, coached by her father and sensei, two-time All-Valley champion, Daniel LaRusso who I've just been informed will be joined by Sensei Johnny Lawrence. Sal, before you continue, when I was watching this the original time, the first time, I was like, Gah. I would told Sophia, this has to be fixed. They keep overlooking this. Yeah. A credit to the show, because what happens? A credit to the show, but a credit to Daniel. Look what Daniel does. Daniel runs Absolutely. over. Right in the middle of Daryl's speech, Daryl continues. So we, and then he pauses, Daniel whispers in his ear, and Daryl continues, I stand corrected. Fellow two-time All-Valley champion, Sensei Johnny Lawrence. Let's go. There it is again. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. He gets his props. Yes. Johnny doesn't smile, but you know who was checking this out? And almost forced Daniel's hand was Samantha. Oh. She looked at him, they saw each other, and then he went scurried over there because uh, she knew like, hey, he's my other sensei. Wow. And he's getting, I'm glad it wasn't Samantha that went out there. It's beautiful that it was Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And if it was Johnny, it would have been pathetic. <laughs> right? <laughs> Be sure you introduce me as a <laughs> – I'm a two-timer, uh, almost a three. Yeah, so I got to hand it to Daniel. Daniel, in these last few moments, very, very impressive. I'm really on board with Daniel here. Ah, oh, huge. On that note about – going out and talking to Daryl, it would have been hilarious if Silver ran out there on Creasy's behalf. He's a uh, four-time four uh, winning since. <laughs> I stand corrected a second time. Yeah, that would have been That really would have been funny. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so now Tori chats with Crease and Silver, and Robbie's back. Cool, calm Robbie. Great to see him there to support his fellow classmate, student. Mm. I also like the fact that we haven't talked about this, but all the other dojos are just lined up. It's not like you lost and you bailed and went home. Topanga's there watching. Yeah, like yeah. Everyone's there. Not to mention, of course, the crowd, but I love that other dojos stand in unison and take this in yeah. firsthand. It just kind of builds the excitement. Yeah. And Sam talks with Johnny and Daniel. And Sal, this ends with a very, very touching hug. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, I don't, have we ever seen whoa. Sam and Daniel hug? Rarely. I mean, there was an episode that they went out in the boat that day and they, yeah. they're father, daughter, and they're very close. But this, with all that they've been through recently and her really wanting to learn Johnny's style, mm-hmm. you know, at least in the dojos, it was like, and then he says, go kick some Cobra Kai ass yes. and hugs him. And it's like, oh, just your heart is full of joy. Mm-hmm. And go Sam, right? Yeah. yeah. Go Miyagi-Do. And I'm loving Sam's look. I think uh, I think her look is sort of a tip of the hat to Chun-Li from Street Fighter. Yeah, And especially some of these positions that she gets into. Yes. I'm loving yeah. it. She looks fantastic. Well, the match begins. And Sam's on the offense. She comes out with the flying tornado kick, Sal. Nice. To Tori's Head yep. point one nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what's Amanda say when she sees <laughs> this incredible thing go into motion? Amanda exclaims, "Holy shit!" So, so <laughs> that, it, was, that was a good Amanda look. Too, yeah. Was it one of these things where maybe Amanda didn't even know that Sam was capable of such a thing? Maybe. Yeah, because she's thinking, "I don't want Tori to kill her. Uh, Just you know, hurt her a little." Oh wait, hang on a second. What yeah, am I worried about? There we go. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't realize that her own daughter was so much of an ass kicker, I guess. She didn't even yeah. realize that, really. She's a mother, you know, yeah. so looking out. And then Daniel is impressed. And that's when he learns the name of this kick because Johnny uh, enlightens him. And Tori's concerned, Sal, and runs over and talks with the senseis because uh, I didn't see anyone call a timeout. But uh, I guess it's okay. If you need to go over and have an exchange, it's fine. I think Sam does that or did that at at some point where she just ran off. Like Everybody can just like run off at any given point, I guess. I always feel bad for tennis players. I'm not a big tennis fan. I used to be growing up. But in tennis, you watch, they can't even go talk to their coach. Oh, they're, they're not literally on an island and their coaches are in the stands. They can only work with them oh, before after the match. Right. And they just sit there and sulk. And like in golf, you have your caddy and you're always chit-chatting. Oh, it up, and I know that there was a controversy in tennis where like the coach was giving special signals yeah, and they got in trouble. Exactly. Yeah yeah. 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 You have to figure it out. You have no one to talk to. Interesting. Well, they've made All Valley a little more inclusive. Mm-hmm. There's probably extra water breaks and there's probably a lot of stuff, <laughs> you know, that in this All Valley. We got snacks backstage. Yeah, yeah, it is snack. How's your blood sugar? Okay. <laughs> we're, you know, we're running an app. We're checking how you guys all doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every competitor that has a peanut allergy is listed. Yeah, exactly. 
So anyway, this is a great exchange and after the timeout, and they're both on the attack. This is just like the last fight, you know, the finals for the boys. It was Eli versus Robbie. They're just like tit for tat. They know each other's moves, but they're great counters and this, that, and the other. And then Tori gets a stomach punch, point one, one. So yeah, one gets a point, the other one gets a point. And then Sam does a flurry of kicks. Very impressive. And Tori does a spinning sidekick, point two, one. Uh-oh, our girl's in trouble, so she is in trouble. And Sam has a similar moment with her senseis, which you just spoke to. Runs over and chit-chats with her senseis. No real timeout, but a quick exchange. Wait, hang on. Hang on, Jason. You use the phrase, our girl, meaning Sam, right? Yeah, sorry. No, but you know what? The last few episodes, uh, us, the viewer, and then through Amanda's actions, we're kind of of feeling for Tori. Like, Tori... Tori's kind of becoming our girl too now at this point. I mean, we're our, our heart is opening, you know? That was not disrespect for Tori. <laughs> you had just said this about her reminding you of these fighters. So yeah, I, I know you're pro Sam, but we're also pro Tori more than I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I mean, in other words, I don't wish any ill will on Tori. No, I want whatsoever. to see this thing just keep going, much like the boys fight. Yeah, like, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. But I don't want to see Tori pull ahead and win 3-1, Yeah, right? So she has the lead now. And I was like, uh-oh, Sam's in trouble. How about that? <laughs> Sam is in trouble. And she runs over to the senseis and has a quick exchange, mm-hmm. no official timeout, wasn't on the books. And Sam says, I'm attacking, but it's not working. What style should I use? Because she's confused, Sal. Yeah. They've studied their moves. She's learned how to attack. But again, it's like fighting a mirror. It's like, mm-hmm. this keeps coming back. Interesting. And what does Daniel say? Yeah, Daniel says, yours. Trust your instincts. Use everything you've learned from me and Sensei Lawrence. All of it. Yes. Mm, leave it all out there. That's another expression you would relate to that. Just leave it out there on the floor. Leave it out there on the mat. Everything you yep. know. Everything you do. And what does Johnny say? Your dad's right. Every now and then. (laughs) Yeah. In this instance, he's right. All right. And then Sam, hearkening back to Daniel and the Karate Kid Part 3, does these moves and he's freaking Mike Barnes out. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yes. On Daniel's one point. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Barnes (laughs) is like, what the hell are you doing? What's he doing? And then they're saying, go get the point. Silver's yelling at him and Kreese is yelling at him, go get the point. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the point. Well, this is why you don't – they, if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, go back and watch Cardi Kid and listen to our special episode. They, being Silver and Crease, bought time, took it out on Daniel, had Barnes really make a mockery of Daniel, win a point, lose a point, win a point, lose a point, yeah. forcing overtime so this cruel behavior could continue and continue. But you run the risk of one point takes all. Yeah. You run the risk because their idea, unfortunately, back to Karate Kid 3, wasn't to win the All-Valley per se. It was mm-hmm. to make Daniel suffer. That's what they were trying to do. And win All-Valley. And then win. But unfortunately, in, in their strategy to make Daniel suffer, it backfired. And he goes into this move. And of course, Mr. Miyagi gave him the wisdom and the confidence he needed. And he goes into this thing that Samantha is doing here. And Tori is confused, much like Mike Barnes mm-hmm. was. And the fight continues. And Samantha does a stomach punch. No point. Out of bounds. Sal, that's a bad call. Well, because Tori, if Tori went out of bounds, why should Samantha be – if you push your opponent out of bounds, the you, you get- step out of bounds, it's like reset. However, Sam did. I watched this thing in slow motion. 
I'm very unbiased here, but Samantha does hit her in bounds, yes. but then she steps out of bounds. And even Johnny's like, she was in bounds when she hit her, but yeah. the ref didn't see it that way. So that's a no point. Mm. It's a reset. Okay. But it's not like sumo wrestling. Like the, the main point of sumo wrestling is to throw your opponent out of that yeah, circle not area. That, not that. So like if you push your opponent out of bounds, you're not rewarded for doing so. No. And in fact, if you kept pushing an opponent out of bounds, you might get deducted. Okay. Or if you kept running out of bounds. In The Karate Kid, Daniel runs out of bounds one time because he's scared. He doesn't know what to think. And so that can happen. But this just negated the point. And now we reset and we go back and forth until Sal, Sam does a double punch. Uh, and it's awesome. That's point. Street Fighter right there. I two, think. two. That was straight up. I think so. That was great. And uh, with two, two, the drama intensifies. This is basically sudden death. We're not at the three minute mark. In fact, I kept thinking, are they going to take this match there too? Because this went on for a while, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, the battle goes on. Like I said, the drama intensifies and they do mutual takedown and an accidental elbow to Sam's eye mm. and their official timeout. Yeah. Sam's right eye. Mm. She takes it right on the eye and it's already like darkening. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tough hit, but Tori, she was concerned. It was not intentional. Look what's happening to, to Tori. Tori's kind of loosening up, kind of lightening up, kind of her heart. It's like yes. ever since she laid her head on Robbie's chest at the dance at the junior prom, mm-hmm. that's yeah. when she started letting her guard down. So yeah. I don't know. On on one hand, I really – I like people opening up to vulnerability. But on the other hand, look out. Look out. It can come back to bite you. Well, Sal, Johnny wants a point deduction for that, going back to credit kit part three. But Silver has other instructions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Silver says to her – She comes in like that again. Give her a shot to the other eye. She can't see. She can't fight. Sal, we know that. Those are those quicksilver rules. (laughs) There they go. He doesn't let up. And then Tori says, won't I get disqualified? Why? She ran into your elbow. Do exactly what you just did. Disguise it in the counter. Worst you'll get is another warning. Trust me, this ref will never end the match on a technicality. Hmm. What does he mean by that? Yeah. So? Yeah, I don't know. Like, does he know something? Does he why would he say that? Has he been through this before? I don't know. We'll come back to that. Tori continues. It was an accident. I don't need to cheat to win. And then Crease reflects and he looks at Johnny. Oh gosh, this is good. Sal, this is when I was watching the episode and it took me to new levels. Like, oh my, this show's manipulating me now because <laughs> I'm just like, hold on a second. I'm putty in your hands. What's happening here? And let's go through this, if you will. So Johnny, going back to the Karate Kid Part 2 opening sequence, audio only initially because Chris is looking at Johnny across the way and Johnny can be heard saying, that's not fair. I got second place. Yeah. And we at first hear Crease, but then we see him saying, second place is no place. You're off the team. You're nothing. You lost. You're a loser. You suck. Yeah. And then Bobby chimes in and says, hey, come on, man. Don't? Come on. Who's the loser now? And Johnny again says, you suck. Come on. Who's the loser? I don't hear you. And this is right when he's ripped the trophy, torn it apart, and has Johnny in a headlock. So this is all before Mr. Miyagi comes over and intervenes. Yeah. But this is that shakedown when you know he goes off the rails. I mean, remember, 
Karate Kid Part 2, Kreese comes out of All Valley Sports Complex and he's mad. He, remember, he walks by Daniel and Mr. Miyagi and Pat E. Johnson and the guy I like to call Tex. Yep. And he's just like, I'm surprised he didn't grab Daniel's trophy and break that too. <laughs> then he storms off and attacks his students. So this is that sequence right here. And Crease, of all people, Sal, I know that you tend to have a soft spot for Crease, and I'm not going to lie. Mine began to open back up here. Like, oh, yeah, there's a human being in there. Because he's looking at Johnny thinking, Oh my God, what the hell? Silver's reminding me of who I was back then. But before we go any further, how about a word from – no. (laughs) Kreese is finally seeing the flaws of his ways. But as this played out, Sal, I noticed that this version was a very alternate, abbreviated version from the Karate Kid Part 2 because I had gone back for research of All Valley. And – Just bear with me, but this is how it went down in the movie. So this was a different version. I got confirmation online reading the fact that the showrunners used outtakes from the Karate Kid Part 2 to establish some of this dialogue. Because Johnny does not say, you suck in that exchange at the end, that way. He says the word, but not like that. You suck, you suck. Mm. So here's how it went down in the Karate Kid Part 2. I'm going to just say the lines just so we don't get lost. So Johnny says, hey, come on. That's not fair. I got second place. Increase to that says, second place. Second place is no place. You're off the team. That sucks. I did my best. What did you say? I said, I did my best. You're nothing. You lost. You're a loser. No, you're the loser, man. Oh, I'm the loser, huh? Yeah. Now who's the loser? Because he's breaking that trophy, that second place trophy. You know, you're really sick, man. And then Tommy... Tommy, rest in peace, chimes in, hey, and then Bobby says, hey, come on, man. And then Tommy comes back and says, hey, what are you doing? And Kreese finally says, don't, like holding those guys off. He's even swinging at those guys. Mm. He's got Johnny. He's popping them. How does second place feel now, huh? So that is the scene, the real-to-life scene, but they wanted to abbreviate it, make it shorter, tighter, and therefore, I just elongated it and gave you the original. Okay, but you so, don't think that in Kreese's head, he wasn't yeah. as evil in that? Oh, no, no. Uh, that has nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. I'm not so taking he, away so he from still the has moment. That, that I'm saying the showrunner said we have to condense this. I see. I see. Interesting. So for our fans, I'm going to let you know that was the reality. This is what happened. Nice. Either way, no impact. Kreese is still like he's taking it in. He knows what he did. Mm. I'm just showing you what they did on the show. Yeah. A little movie magic, TV show magic. No, I like it. I like it. And also, I didn't realize, so is this our first time seeing Crease experience, what would it be, sorrow or regret? When he brought Johnny back the second place trophy in Cobra Kai, that was a moment, right? Because he apparently went and got that. I thought that was a manipulative tactic. Oh, no, it? it was, but there was a half moment of maybe he felt good about it or when they mm-hmm. had that exchange at that home that he was living at for a while. Mm-hmm. Along the way, there's been moments, but you and I know not to trust him. Yeah. But this might be the first time that there's nothing to gain yeah. other than like maybe self-growth. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have an agenda. No. He doesn't have a plot. No. Yeah. No, unless he's looking at Silver because they've been having their own problems and their divide, and maybe that's part of it. He's putting it on him now. But back to the Cobra Kai team chat, and Silver continues. Since when do you disobey an order? And Kreese responds, let her do what she wants. And he says to Tori, you've come this far. This is your fight now. So whatever happens, 
It's up to you. Wow. It's almost like Kreese is redoing the Karate Kid, right? It's, it's a do-over. Yeah. And you know what? One thing I love about this show, and, and I've thought about this many times off the air, but since we're talking now, to me, Cobra Kai represents second chances. There's so much, you know, if I, if I could only do such and such over again, and then maybe you actually have a chance to do. So right here, this is him kind of redoing that moment with Johnny. I like that. I like that. And I'm going to add one thing to this. Yeah. If we can redo, like you say, things, maybe we can redo the Karate Kid Part 3. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, all I'm going to do is I'm going to make Karate Kid Part 2 Part 3 and make Part 3 Part 2. And I'll be happy. <laughs> and that was brilliant. You've already put that in motion. And listen, I'm kidding. There's so much of Karate Kid Part 3 I enjoy. But if I could do anything... I'd go back, forget the one fight. It's not one point. It's what ultimately happened. But Daniel, one fight. Uh, That aside, we know I have issues with that. Take that out for sure. But let's expand the All Valley in the Karate Kid Part 3. What I mean is like a re-edit like Stallone did with Mm. Rocky IV or Coppola did with The Outsiders or other movies that he's touched, The Godfather Part 3. Just go back and leave all the stuff that we really enjoy, take some of the cheese out, and expand All Valley. Mm. That's all I want to see. We don't see any other fight in All Valley. We don't get the atmosphere. We never feel like we're even there. I'm like, oh, okay, this is an afterthought. And that's the problem. And you leave the movie like, well, I didn't even get the emotional high because it was just like a dud. And I think if we had 20 minutes of All Valley and we got back what we love, maybe it would have been a better movie, right? So maybe that'll happen at some point in time. Maybe there's another cut coming at some point in time. And these showrunners could do it. That would, be, that would be very interesting. I would like, like just to. a longer cut, and I think everyone would be happy. I mean, even I've read that Macho still has issues with that third movie, and I rightfully know. so. There's a lot in there, but there's a lot in there to love. It, so. pa- it pains me to even read those headlines. I know. So now we're back to the match. Oh, yeah, there's a match going on here, Sal, and it's 2-2. And Sam and Tori are facing off, and it's flashback time, Sal. More flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And Tori and Sam – see each other circling at the school fight before they got into it. Tori facing Sam at the LaRusso Home Dojo. You also like to call it Miyagi-Do Encino, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then Tori cutting Sam with what, Sal? Ooh, her spiked bracelet. That thing is gnarly. Mm -hmm. And then Tori kicking Sam in the Home Dojo. And as Tori kicks Sam, while that's happening, we go in the present. So it's really a cool cut. And Sam blocks a flurry of hits and blocks and slow motion, dramatic scene. So cool. And the music swells. And Sal, the unthinkable happens. Tori appears to do a leg sweep, which is common in the Cobra Kai dojo, but drops to one knee, kicks Sam in the stomach, point winner. And I say unthinkable because I just didn't know who was going to win this fight. And I thought, are they going to have Tori? I was really torn. I didn't know. I thought maybe Samantha LaRusso, the LaRussos don't lose all Valley. So to me, that was unthinkable. The show would go there. Tori's the winner and she earned it. Mm -hmm. Now there was the questionable out of bounds point, but that happens in sports. You don't always get the call. It happens. But Tori shows mercy right after Mm -hmm. Sam goes down and hits hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, because she's right there. She takes the kick. Her head hits the mat. And Tori does say, hey, you all right? Also a throwback to 
You all right, LaRusso? Are you all right, LaRusso? A lot of, I'm telling you, there's something to that cadence that they put that there for a reason. But she shows compassion. Okay. And After I do she's love already, that. I mean, she knows she won. She's at this point. the victor, and her first moment is to check on her opponent. Wow. And big kudos to her. Yeah, she is growing. She is opening up her heart, is softening, is what's happening. Yes. Meanwhile, Cobra Kai's go wild. And then Daniel and Johnny console Sam. Because she's devastated. She's let the dojo down. This is the first grand champion. Not only is she not champ, they lose. And the handshake deal, this is too much pressure for teenagers. But what is Daryl? Comes back on the mic, and what does he have to say? Give it up for your first female champion, Tori Nichols, and the winner of the grand champion trophy, and still the baddest dojo in the valley, Cobra Kai. Oh, my gosh. He loves that name. He loves it. (laughs) And then Silver, like he does in the Karate Kid Part 3, grabs the mic. Thank you. Thank you. We couldn't be prouder for our hard-won victory. And we're just as proud to announce we'll soon be opening Cobra Kai franchises throughout the entire valley. So every one of you young men and women here can be part of our championship dojo to learn Cobra Kai's way of the fist. Thank you. You know what I took away from that? What's that? Franchises? What? Oh, my God. It's like he doesn't want to spend the money, so he's going to have people buy franchises. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to spend the money to open up other locations. A few points here. First of all, it's no longer John Kreese karate. That got thrown out. Also, if you go back to the Karate Kid special episode we did, the first thing we ever recorded. In fact, at some point in time, we'll probably have to redo it because it was just so long ago. But watch it again and have different thoughts now, but maybe. However, we talked about this in there. And the fact that I remember I was shocked that someone didn't go out and create Cobra Kai franchises because the name was so strong sure. and kind of be the Chipotle of dojos, mm-hmm. not just the Valley. I just meant across the country. Sure. Now that the show is what it is, I wouldn't be surprised. But Terry, such a businessman, can't pass up a moment. I mean, in the Credit Kid Part 3, he's going on and on like he's like the best thing for the Valley. But yes, he is promoting. And he doesn't even say, you know, way to go, Miyagi, Doe, Go Fang, and all the competitors. No, he's just immediately <laughs> pumping his franchises. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sales and marketing. But Sal, this is your chance to join a dojo, sounds like. Join a dojo. I can open up. I can open up. You can own a dojo. I can open up a Cobra Kai franchise. Sal, let's do it. Let's talk Cobra Kai. We'll have our own franchise. Wow. And do it. Imagine if we open it up, we have to kick out the spiritual store over here. Yeah, let's do that. Candle shop. The candle shop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Open it up on near Lancashire and Magnolia. Sorry, guys. You're out. I'll do one in Boston. You'll do one there. We'll be bi-coastal. Well, Daniel and Samantha are devastated. They know the cost of what happened. And Daniel still has to try to be a father to this situation. Mm -hmm. And when they're talking, I like that the leaderboard now says, thank you for attending. Please drive safely. Like, Sal did uh, All Valley, the sports arena served booze this year. I mean, uh, I love it. I mean, definitely drive safely. Mm -hmm. But it was like, it might have been a raucous crowd for a reason. Well, you know, interesting because, you know, I've seen some uh, local Muay Thai organizations at the Burbank Marriott also former Sportsman's Lodge in Studio City. And yeah, they serve alcohol. But these are minors. I know. Competing. Probably not. Probably, probably not. not. I think they should, <laughs> but I bet you that they don't. Maybe a section. <laughs> That's that rowdy section over there. It's like the bleachers. A wristband. At, uh, wristband Field. section. Yeah. Wristband, yeah. 
Well, Johnny talks with Carmen and Rosa. And Sal, I love that Johnny was unaware of what. Yeah, Johnny didn't know what an Uber. Johnny is still Rip Van Winkle. You know, where has he been (laughs) this whole time? Yeah, because Carmen says, one of the parents saw Miguel get in an Uber. And Johnny says, what's an Uber? (laughs) And Carmen continues, it's like a taxi. He left before the finals. That reminded me so much of Airplane, 1980, Leslie Nelson. Yeah. When he's like, this woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. I really thought that Carmen was going to say that. It's a taxi, but it's not important right now. But what's important is where's Miguel? Like, that was a funny exchange to hey, me. Hey, hey, I mean, on. funny for a moment. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen is an airplane? Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about Leslie. He's Nielsen the doctor. He's amazing. Oh, that's right. Don't you know call why? Because the computer with, uh, confused him with Peter Graves. Oh, yeah. Also in Airplane. Yeah. But yeah, he's incredible. That exchange, though, it's like, oh my gosh, these beats, it, it mm. played out perfect. And then she didn't say, because <laughs> it would have been off, you know, like if she had said, that's not important right now. Yeah, yeah. But also, what did Johnny think when she said Uber? Like, what is, I'd love to know what's in Johnny's mind. Like, Uber? Where did McGill, like, what, what is he even thinking it is? He got in an Uber. He's, someone said they, one of the parents saw Miguel get in an Uber. What's an Uber? Yeah, yeah what's an Uber? Oh, Johnny. Well, Carmen and Rosa leave, assuming Miguel headed home, right? So, okay, that's a fair assessment. Sure. And now we're outside the All Valley Sports Complex, mm. and Cobra Kai chants continue. Oh, sound. Yeah. How do those go? What are they just going? Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, and they're woo. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. And then Kyler is having a house party this time, not Stingray Raymond. No one's heard from him, no. right? But we also know who's going. That's one Queen Cobra. Oh yeah, Queen Cobra Tori. A new nickname. Tori's yeah. invited, and so I've never seen. Tori this happy. Yeah. Like, she doesn't ever. smile. You know what? She, she her, her character doesn't get to smile. Doesn't get to lot. smile. No. And the night of the prom, you're right, junior prom, she did let her guard down a little bit. But it's not just winning. It's just the elation. She also cared for Samantha in the moment. And it was just, yeah, it was pure. And it yeah. looked good on her, man. It really did. It's like when Robbie goes around with that scowl, mm-hmm. and then he was more happy Robbie, because Robbie, we've seen that side of him sure. when he was with the LaRussos, and it was wonderful to yeah. see. Well, nothing lasts forever, Sal. Oh, yeah. And Tori is going to go to the party, but she'll be right there after she goes inside for a second. Maybe use the restroom, but- Yeah, go back in the locker room. What happens? Oh, boy. She walks back in. Yeah, very hard to watch. She walks back into the locker room area, overhears Mm -hmm. people talking, looks not too covert either, because when you once you're in the office and you see where she's standing right there, and we see it's Terry Silver talking to the ref, Mm -hmm. the same ref who refed the match between Sam and Tori, who called Tori out of bounds. Let's not forget. So he is standing there with, with Terry Silver, and we hear Terry Silver say, the money will be in your account tomorrow morning. So mm. that's where we gather that the ref was paid off by Terry Silver. And I'm wondering also, does Crease know about was Crease in on this? I bet you not. Wow. Okay, so that is so the implication is that Terry Silver went behind even Crease's back, did a little secret deal with the ref, paid him off. And by the way, the money will be in your account. Really? You want to have it traceable? Maybe you just should have handed the guy some cash. How about that? How much money are we talking about here? Okay, so you're a ref in the All Valley. How much are you willing to give me to basically ruin my career? Eh, 5K. No. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I'd have to get at least 50 grand. 
At least. You would. I don't think this guy, I think he's taking 5K. <laughs> yeah, Sal Rodriguez needs 50K cash in a bag, <laughs> yeah. not wired. Yeah, I mean, you gotta May, think maybe you'll take crypto, but definitely, I think it's 5K, but whatever it is, <laughs> you do not need to have this. Not that I'm trying to cover up for Terry Silver. Yeah. I am not, but I'm saying for such a good businessman, you don't even need to have this exchange. We don't need to talk at All Valley. I've already talked to you. Sure. You'll get your money. We'll just talk later. Yeah. But they have this exchange where there's glass. People can see through. And yes, and I'm glad he's caught. At least Tori sees it. That's all we know. But it's also hard for her to take in because then she's thinking, did I win this? Did yeah, I- it's hard because on one hand, you would be ratting out your sensei. On the other hand, you're kind of ratting out the fact that you didn't really win, maybe? Maybe you didn't really maybe. win? It's questionable. Exactly. It's questionable. You, you, there'd have to be an investigation and all this. And it already taints your legacy. There's already going to be an asterisk next to your victory and all that. So yeah, yeah. what do you do? What do you do yeah. in this instance? That's true. It's tough. It's a tough one to see. And, and I was really bummed out at the same time. Then I quickly thought back to the match and thought, yeah. I mean, that was a tough call. There was other ones that were blocks. You never know. The whole tournament is corrupt now, not just Tory. Exactly. Every fight. Mm-hmm. And you want to almost sweep this under the rug and say it was such an incredible event. I mean, the stakes here, Sal, this was the best Sal Valley ever. How do they even top it? They can't have a scandal on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to have this brought to light. Even people, once they find out, like Tory and others, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, this is it's tough. Yeah, it's almost like you'd have to do the whole tournament over again. Yeah, and I don't want that. And yeah. I wasn't even thinking that, but I just also felt really bad for Tori, just for her to her buzz kill. She only had that moment. She it was, was happy just for like ten minutes. F- <laughs> ten minutes is like, yeah, yeah oh, God. life does suck, and it's really unfair. And you can trust no one. Yeah. Tori's right back. Yeah, heart hardening again. Heart closed. Yeah, yeah. So now there's an aerial night shot of the valley, and Johnny drives. Cruising along, and he goes to Cobra Kai Reseda, the one he opened. Mm-hmm. I want to call it the OG, but it's not. It's the one he opened. Yeah. It's Cobra Kai's original for the show. Reseda Flats. Yeah, in Reseda, at the Reseda Flats. And so, space for lease. They moved out. They're yeah. already gone. I thought they were waiting for All Valley to end, but they're already gone. Yeah. Why do we know why they left this location? Well, he wanted to go to the original. Uh, but I thought the whole idea was once we win All Valley, yeah. we'll move here and then we'll keep expanding. But he jumped the gun. Silver, well, he also paid off a ref. He, he knew it was a shoe in. And then think back to the conversations in the match. This ref's never going to end this on a technicality. Yeah. I know this to be true. Mm-hmm. You're like, hmm. Yeah, he definitely will not end this. We'll sure. move early. We're going to move early. What if Sam had scored all these other points or someone else? Not, not Sam's fight. Let's a different Cobra Kai fight. Nope, nope. What's going on here? Mm. You know, whenever there's like a real fix in sports, which has happened historically, sure. and you go back and watch it like, oh my gosh, look at this. Or, or this player was paid in basketball. Basketball is a real easy game to throw the game because one player can make a huge difference. It's only five on five on the court. So things have come up in time and they've gone back and researched the game. It's like, oh yeah, look at how he is playing. Uncharacteristic mistakes. Or or there was a big referee in the NBA who got prison time for his cheating and manipulating game. So it happens. But wait, was was he paid off by coaches or something? 
Paid off. Yeah. I, I really want to read the book. Wow. I don't even know. I just know what happened. It's it's definitely documented. There's been kickers in uh, college football. A kicker can really determine a game paid off enough. Like, I just shrink that one in the right, you know? Wow. So it's terrible, but yeah. it happens. And yeah. I didn't mean to go in that dark hole, but it does exist, unfortunately. Well, no, the show brought us to that dark they hole. Took me there. They took <laughs> me. Thank you, Cobra Guy, for taking us there. But anyway, they've moved out. Right. That's back to our point. And yep. so Johnny's having flashbacks of opening this dojo mm. where he was. Yep. Remember the, the slogan? He put it on the wall. Yep. He stenciled it on the wall. Yep. And then who arrives? Yeah. Very strange. Very surprised to see Robbie walks in the door. Mm-hmm. And props and shout out to Tanner Buchanan because he delivers a monologue. Unbelievable. I would love to, as an actor, would love to deliver it as good as he does tears in oh, his yeah. eyes right. like he kills it yeah i'll let you do the honor sir so robbie walks in he sees his dad his dad sees him and then robbie starts to break down and he says it's this kid kenny i thought i could take him under my wing be the mentor i wish i had when i was younger but when i saw him today it's like looking in the mirror and i realized i screwed everything up i had all this hate inside of me for you and for miguel and I thought I could use Cobra Kai to control that, but it just made things worse. And now it's never going to get better. And Johnny takes that in, much like he listened to Daniel earlier. But this is a what a day for everybody. <laughs> no, I mean seriously. Yeah, you're what gonna need to recover. A day, you need a recovery after this. And Johnny is just listening to his son, his estranged son, yeah. and he says, "That's not true. You had a good thing going with Larusso. I got in the way of that." Don't blame yourself. You blame me. Oh, and Robbie gosh. says in in tears, "I'm sick of blaming you, Dad." That's huge. You know what? For huge. him to say something like that at his age, yeah. Because I don't think I stopped blaming my parents until my probably my mid thirties. It wasn't until my mid thirties I'm like, you know what? It's all on me. Yeah. But here he is in his teens. Forget that the actor's in his early twenties. Robbie's in his teens and he realized this. I'm sick of blaming you, dad. In other words, he wants to start taking responsibility for his own life. That's a yeah. big deal. It's a great line. Well written. And Johnny says, it's going to be all right. We'll figure this out. Okay. And they're embracing. Ugh. And I don't remember, and I could be wrong, ever seeing them embrace. I don't think so. Well, I don't think we've seen this, let alone for this length. Even if they gave a hello, goodbye hug, not like this, you know, with emotion and tenderness and a connection between father and son. We've never seen this. Beautiful. Really yeah. choked me up. It really did. I think I might have had something in my eye uh, in this scene, maybe. Yeah. I had a lot of somethings <laughs> in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was cutting onions, though, to be fair. <laughs> I was cutting onions just before <laughs> the scene. Yeah. 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 I was a lot of sniffling. Yeah, honey, it's okay. Don't look at me. I'm crying. <laughs> so now we're at Silver's house, outside, to be clear. And they're like a little fire pit, you know, yes. Silver style. Yeah. One of those modern fire pits. Very modern. Gas fire pit. He and Cheyenne had many a nights out here with yeah. wine and hanging out, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Sal, the senseis are celebrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are they celebrating with? Uh, 1998 Bollinger. Is that a yes. very expensive champagne? Is that what that is? Yes. 
Uh, well, I don't know how very expensive, but I did look it up. Yeah. You know, several hundred dollars. Okay. I don't know this one. Okay, hang on. My my budget to me, anytime oh, a bottle, to me, it's a, that's a ton. Anytime yeah. a bottle is, I think over eighty bucks to me, that's expensive. Yeah, over eighty bucks. That's that's my threshold. Yeah, it's nice, and he's been hanging on to it for a special occasion. So this is a special occasion for silver increase, and it's even more special as we continue the scene. Yes, but he also mentions that. He's thankful, silver that is, thankful, and he is awakened. Something inside of him is awakened yes. in this whole process. And then they, you know, we even hear the pop at the top, you know, it's very cinematic. And then they have their glasses and they're toasting and Kree says, to Cobra Kai. Tink, tink. Silver says, the number one dojo in the valley. And here's where he pivots. I got to say... <laughs> I'm surprised you backed off on Nichols in the finals. That's not like you. Well, what can I say? I had a moment of sympathy. That's a first. You remember when you asked me what I thought your weakness was? It's Johnny Lawrence. That's what this was all about, right? It was never about us teaming up or bringing back the glory days. That was all bullshit. That's not true. Silver responds, yes, it is. And I fell for it. You know why? Because everyone has a weakness, John. And mine is you. You think I'm your weakness? Well, you got it backwards because I'm your strength. I've been your strength ever since Vietnam. Yes, there it is. I can always count on your playing the guilt card. How many times do you expect me to repay that debt before we're square? Stay with us. We'll be right back. So tell us about how, first of all, how you came up with that with that idea or the approach and how you're infusing K-dramas into the mental health pr- approach or practice that you have. And what's been the feedback so far from people or, or just in general, like clients and things like that? I love it. I love it. Yeah, I use Korean dramas somewhat by accident in, in mental health because I was trying to make connections with, when, as a family therapist, And then right when he says this, and Sal, talk about good timing for silver. I don't know how you time something like this based on the events we're about yeah, to get Yeah, exactly. Into. It had to be perfect timing like, to, to pull this one uh, off. Wait a second. <laughs> and we see police cars pull up and, yeah. you know, lights. And Chris says, what did you do? Because he knows this isn't going to be good. There's something amiss here. Yeah. And Chris is picking up on it. Yeah, because obviously Chris realizes that something went down and he was unaware unaware yeah. because as far as crease knows they did it yeah they did it all they're having champs everything's all works. everything's great right now everything right? according to plan yeah it was tight it came down to the last match but we did it and miyagi do is gone eagle fang is gone johnny is gone daniel's gone and we're top of the heap yeah and we're gonna open up franchises all over the valley and have this great champagne champagne yeah well we're back at west valley general hospital stingray raymond in his hospital bed. Still hasn't gotten out of the bed. No. But there's a detective there, and he wants him to identify his attacker. So at least, you know, Stingray has his wits about him. He's no longer a John Doe, thank goodness. Yes. And Stingray begins to have flashbacks of mm. the beating that he yes, encountered yes. or took from Silver. Yeah. And, and we see Silver says, you want to be Cobra Kai? Oh, yeah. And here's a line that we didn't see. When he says, I'll make you Cobra Kai, but you got to do something for me. 
Yes. So that exactly. line, we before did not hear that stop. originally. No, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Kept, they kept that from us before mm-hmm. he really knocked Raymond and nearly killed him. I mean, yeah. this whole plan of Silvers would have been kaput if he had killed Imagine Steve that. Imagine which that. could have happened. Absolutely. People have been killed. There was a recent story of two guys fighting the street. Some guy got killed one punch because I think he got punched and then I think he hit the concrete. Dead. It can happen. Dead. It can happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. So, yeah, he pushed it way too far and scary and poor Stingray being another pawn in this system. Well, Sal, Stingray tells a detective what? Yeah. The detective says, tell us who did this to you. And then Stingray says, Sensei John Kreese. Because we don't know. Watching this, it's like, no. we know who did it. Yes. But what's it going to say? However, when you see the cops and you see what's going on, yeah. you know what's happening. Yeah, now it makes sense. But at first, it's like, why would he say that? Here's why he says this. Because Terry Silver is framing John Kreese for assaulting attempted murder on Stingray. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it all happened that day. He had the all night. He drank. He stayed up all night. He was mad because he felt tricked by Crease. Yeah. And he came up with his own devious plan. And in walks young Raymond, Stingray. Yeah. And he was he's like, get out of here. Get out of here. No, wait. I can make this work to my advantage. The beating ensues. And the whole time, he's this music starts to kind of yeah. swell. And it's Bill Conti. From the Karate Kid Part 3. And the name of the track is Terry's Next Move. Whoa. I didn't know that. Wow. Nice. Unbelievable. Kudos to the show. Wonderful as always. Well, kudos to you for catching that as well. Well, thank you, Sal. I appreciate that. That's good. (laughs) And now we're at Silver's house again, outside with Crease and the police. Yeah. And Silver goes on to say what? I'm shedding my weakness. Captain. Mm. And the detective says, John Kreese, you're under arrest for aggravated assault and attempted murder. You have the right to remain silent. And Silver says, John, what did you do? I'm sure I can dig up an old friend or two to help out with Cobra Kai while you deal with your legal problems. And I'm right away thinking- Mike Barnes? Dig up an old (laughs) friend. Yeah. Uh, Who's the other guy? Snake? Well, Snake and them, they were whatever. <laughs> I'm just thinking Barnes and maybe there's – how about an original Cobra Kai or how about Dutch? Ooh, not Andrew. Oh, that would be an ace in the how hole. How about Dutch? I love it. And okay, then so- Kree says, yeah. you're going to regret this. I am Cobra Kai. Mm. And then last line, Silver says, and don't worry about Lawrence. I'll take good care of him too. Oh, my – scary. Mm. Sal. Yeah, what does that mean exactly? Listen, in this season, we've had this discussion. Oh, who's more evil? Who's more evil? (laughs) Crease or Silver? Well, I think we have our answer. Silver wins hands down. He's the most evil, narcissistic, sociopath sensei in the valley. And now he's running Cobra Kai. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where like, if you're an evil person and you influence someone else to be evil- yeah. That person will become more evil than evil. Next level. Yeah. yeah. So they'll take it to the next level. 
Salcrease should have let sleeping dogs lie and never went and got Terry out of his box that he built for himself. Mm-hmm. He just shouldn't have done it because this is what happens. He meets someone who has a darker side than himself because in business, he was cutthroat. He oh, yeah. has this in him. Yeah, yeah. He played games of Miyagi. He did things that Crease just wouldn't do. Like Crease will push it, but he doesn't. He doesn't take things that far. In fact, well, he went and stood up for Tori that one time and took her manager out. How so about that? He's, not that I want to sing his praises, no, but he's not Terry Silver. No. He's done some good deeds in his day. No. What you're saying is basically even John Kreese has boundaries, whereas yes. Terry Silver yes. does not seem to have any boundaries. And he's got money and power. It makes it even worse. Super scary. Because then you can be evil at another level. Yes. Well, that's a lot to take in, but this episode has more. What? (laughs) This episode is like two massively condensed episodes in one, and it was an undertaking, and we still have some more pivotal scenes to come. Another beautiful aerial night shot of the valley, and now we're at Reseda Apartments, where Johnny and Carmen and Miguel, and we think Rosa sometimes live, and Johnny's walking, and he hears from Carmen's apartment, Carmen and Miguel's apartment, some noise. So he's thinking, oh, he goes, opens the door, Mm. finds out everyone's upset. Miguel left a note, Sal. Yeah. He's not there. He's left a note. Old school also. I mean, he could have sent a text, right? An email, a text. He sat down and wrote out a note. And this is a really amazing scene. It's a voiceover with Miguel, which we've seen in movies and shows forever, but it's so well done here. And while that's happening, there's lots of visuals, like the LaRussos coming home from All Valley in their state of mind, Crease in the police car, and then Miguel where he's ultimately at, which I'll save. But why don't you be the voice of Miguel and speak his words? Mom, I'm sorry for leaving a note like this, but I thought it was the best way maybe the only way, to say what I have to say. The last few months have been a roller coaster. My injury, rehab, me and Sam, Sensei, and Mr. LaRusso. I convinced myself that I could get over all that by focusing on the tournament. I thought that if I won that everything would work out, but I was wrong. Tell Sensei that I'm sorry I bailed. His karate helped me grow, but I'm still not sure who I want to be. And to figure that out, I think I need to know where I came from. Sensei was scared to find out the truth about his past, and honestly, I am too. But overcoming that fear is the fight I have to face instead of competing for a trophy. I need to meet my father. This is something I have to do. Please try not to worry. I'll be safe, and I'll be back soon. I love you, Mom. And Yaya too. Wow. That's good writing. And that hits every point. And Miguel, I get it, man. This quest makes sense, especially what he's went through. Never knew his father. Him and Johnny Bond, they had that moment where he was really heartbroken. And he just wants answers. And this is a beautiful scene. It actually works better as a letter. It works better in this way. Yeah, it yeah. really does. I think it becomes more sentimental, more heartfelt yes. In, yes. in a letter. And let me tell you this. This is totally me being transparent here. I mean, I have it's me and, and two brothers and two sisters, but let's just talk about the brothers for a second. All of us separately have had to go on these locate your dad, find your dad, who's your dad, where's your dad. Wow, you can relate. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, amazing. Definitely. I mean, I did. I did in my late 20s. My oldest brother did in his 30s. And then my other brother, I think, is doing it now in his early 50s. They have different dads. You guys yeah. all have different yep. fathers. We all have different fathers. None of the fathers in our lives 
So yeah, we all had to go through this. Wow. If done right, I think can be very cathartic. Yeah. Very cathartic because you can possibly heal instead of you won't necessarily open up old wounds. You can heal old wounds. Because yeah. so like when I sat down with my dad in my late twenties, uh, after our many years of not speaking, I came to a lot of healing in my life right. in my in my late twenties. Okay. So he probably did too. Maybe so. Yeah. So I think it can be a very good thing, but it's also you got to be careful, especially because we're going to be learning some stuff about Miguel's dad more yeah. than we knew before. So it can open up a can of worms. So, but I absolutely relate. Absolutely. And you had brothers going through the same thing. So did it help you that the three of you were going through the same thing? Did you guys? Lean on each other. Yeah, well, those times? it didn't happen at the same time, and but of course, I, but I am very proud in saying that I guess. I mean, he says so that I was pivotal in my oldest brother locating his dad. Good, I Good. provided him information which he was not able to access. I got him that information. He was able to find his dad, his dad's relatives, long lost yeah. uncles, cousins, a whole batch of family in in Ireland in County Cork. That he would not what? have been able. To, yeah, he would not have been That's able. That's where to my grandparents this. are from. You, you and I are probably related through marriage. County Cork, <laughs> and and I went to the film festival with Strictly Background years ago. It was my first visit, and I was in front of the audience going, "My grandfather's from here." And it was an honor to come here and play in the Cork Film Festival. Nice. But County Cork, we are probably are related. Yeah, Salvador Connell, <laughs> Jason Rodriguez. <laughs> I like it. So I totally relate. I totally understand, the, especially young man's journey to try to find their roots and yes. all that. And that's what Miguel is going through. This is heavy duty. I'm really looking forward to see how this comes out and turns out in season five. Yeah. So part of that visual, and I am too, Sal, absolutely. Part of the visual, which I left out till you finished, was he is getting on a bus headed to Mexico City. Wow. That's what we know. Yep. And Miguel's off on his journey. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. And then Johnny comforts Carmen because they're taking this in. They've already read it, but Johnny's hearing it for the first time. Yep. And he basically says, he'll bring Miguel home. Like, man, he's going to go out. And just in case he gets in over his head, over sure. his skis on his journey. And Sal, what else do we learn? This is that little thing we did not know. Mm-hmm. We knew mm-hmm. that Miguel has a father somewhere out there, and then it's his father wound past. up. Yeah, like his dad was like, I don't know if his dad was a bad guy or maybe at least got wrapped up in bad things, probably with bad people. We don't know. Bad influences. Yeah. Could have been a number of things. But what we learn here, Carmen tells Johnny that Miguel's dad does not even know that Miguel exists. No. Oh, boy. Mm. That's going to be yeah. an interesting visit in Mexico. Yes, it is. And again. Recently, I've gone on record saying, I'd like to see, just my little request for the showrunners, Miguel's father played by either Benjamin Bratt, Eze Morales, or Lou Diamond Phillips. And we both agreed on Eze Morales. So that's our <laughs> front runner. We'd love to see it. Perfect. Any of these guys would kill it. It's going to be someone that we know, I think, or are familiar with. I would think this show does that. It surprises us. But uh, anyway, I'm on record. You I know it's three, so if I had to whittle down to one, I'd say as in Morales, but it could be any of them. Okay, well then, on topic, I've, I've thought this for a long time when it comes to the topic of dads. You know, they play with who Johnny Lawrence's real dad is. Mm-hmm. We may get to meet him one day. May. Maybe, may. if he's alive. You know who I'd love to see as Johnny Lawrence's dad on the show? Chuck Norris. Okay, Chuck Norris is my number one choice <laughs> for Johnny Lawrence's dad, but you know who my, but that might be too obvious. You know who my second choice is? Well, let me guess. I got that one. So let me think about this for a second. Actor? Do we know yeah, him? Yeah, actor. Well-known actor, not martial arts. Oh, not martial but arts. But think of the okay. age group that he'd have to be in to be Johnny's He'd have dad. to be kind of Chuck Norris's age Yeah, Yeah, sure. Ish. Is he won an Oscar? Maybe. He's big. Robert Redford. There you go. 
Man, Robert, I'm good. Ro- you are good. Robert <laughs> Redford appearing as Johnny Lawrence's dad. Yeah. Who knows? Could happen, but you heard I it here first it, as so well. <laughs> I love it. I'm in. I'm in on all that. And if there's flashbacks, let's just take it one step further. If there's ever flashbacks on Daniel's father, because he only knew him for a certain time in his early you know, childhood yeah. before he passed away, someone could be his father. And I don't have anybody in mind, but I think wow. this show would do that. It could do that for mm. us. Right, young Lucille, mm-hmm. young Larusso. Wow. So anyway, so but we don't we don't have to name names now. But I like that. I feel good about nailing <laughs> that. I'm done. I'm out. No, no. Yeah. There's more. There's another scene in this incredible episode, yeah. epic episode. And now we have that LA skyline, which we've seen before. This dawn, this stunning shot. We saw it in a recent episode. And I remember saying it reminded me of the Night of the Comet, that movie, just 1984 movie, I believe. But just has that kind of look and feel. The night this comet comes over and all these people die. Silly movie, but check it out nonetheless. And we are at Sal. This place is sacred for us in the Cobra Kai Karate Kid universe. And it is, where are we? I'll let you say it. Where are we? We are at Miyagi's gravesite. Mm. And now I don't know if this is this an actual cemetery. You think that maybe they turned a park into a cemetery, do you think? Yeah, I'm not sure how they staged it. Yep. I'm not sure. But we have seen this before. Anytime we're here, it's like, oh. It's almost like being in church, I would exactly. almost say. In fact, with him kneeling also, it's very much a church like quality here. Yeah. Noriyoshi Miyagi, born June 9th, 1925, died November 15, 2011. Beloved husband, father, teacher, and war hero, 442nd Regiment received Medal of Honor. I would have added there like a, you know, karate sensei or something. Maybe I would have put sensei. Well, he said teacher, and I think that said it all. Okay. I could have said sensei, but I was thinking the same thing as I wrote this down. Like, but yeah, that's it. He was a teacher. Well, sensei actually does mean teacher, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know the translation of it. I'm sure Hmm. it does. Okay. But also says father. And yes, we know that he was the father of a child who died in childbirth, but he was also a father to Daniel Wow! in a lot of ways. And yes, sensei does mean translation is teacher. So it says it all. Teacher is such a beautiful word. And wonderful that Daniel is here and he probably comes here to get centered. I mean, he just lost this thing and he's a stand-up guy, Daniel. Johnny, he might not remember the handshake, Mm. but Daniel knows that the bet was this and it's like, how do I honor? He's more about honor. Right, because of Mr. Miyagi's influence. And then Daniel on his knees says to Mr. Miyagi, he's speaking to Mr. Miyagi, I did everything I thought was right. I followed all the Miyagi-Do teachings. I even put aside my rivalry and teamed up with Johnny. None of it worked. Now I'm supposed to give up my dojo and step down as a sensei? And he continues, but there's too much at stake to honor an agreement made with men who have none. Good point, Daniel. Good point. If Cobra Kai is going to keep growing and getting stronger, I need to do whatever it takes to stop them, even if that means going on the offense. And then, as he says this last part, he gets off of his knees and stands. And we're taking this in, and we're about to get one of the biggest reveals that I can remember. And I'll let you make that reveal, but here's what Daniel says. I know this isn't your fight, and this is a lot to ask, but will you help me finally put an end to Cobra Kai? What happens next, Sal? 
I have watched it so many times, just that sequence, because while he stands up, we hear this great song by Def Leppard, Switch 625, which has so much energy, and it's just such the perfect track here. And Sal, please, just tell us what happens. That last line when he says, but will you help me finally put an end to Cobra Kai? We're assuming he's still talking to Miyagi, right? No one else is around, but all of a sudden... The camera uh, pans out, and we see to Daniel's left, yeah. Chosen, standing there. So that last line, I know this isn't your fight, and this is a lot to ask, but will you help me finally put an end to Cobra Kai, was not saying that to Miyagi, was saying that to Chosen, who was standing right there. And also very interesting that Daniel allows Chosen to see him being vulnerable there in front of Miyagi's gravesite. So very interesting moment. It's wonderful. And then he has a quick line, Chosen does. I didn't catch the line, what he said. It was more like a a Miyagi as a Japanese line. I think he just said yes. I think he took that line that I said earlier. Hi. Hi. And he just says that and Chosen Toguchi, played by Yuji Akamoto. Yes. And it's beautiful. He just says, I is off to the side, then comes and joins Daniel, Mm -hmm. both facing Mr. Miyagi, because Chosen has nothing but the utmost respect for Mr. Miyagi and the lineage of it. He is running Miyagi-Do. You know, he's the holder, the keeper of secrets. Uh, He has the dojo, the museum, whatever. He has it all. And he's a great keeper. Not because he's trying to be Terry Silver, because he's a great steward of this and he wants to pass it on. So Yeah, he's not the same guy from Karate Kid 2. He is not that guy. Yeah, go back yeah, and yeah. watch season three, episode five, Miyagi-Do, yeah. and you fall in love with Chosen. Sure. I, I love this guy, seeing him and his strength and his presence. He doesn't have to say much. He just says that, comes over, joins Daniel, and Sal Miyagi-Do's future looks bright. He brought him over. He <sighs> must have called Chosen and said, I'm in this dilemma. And yeah, him and Johnny can go back and forth, but they need another one. Yeah. Someone at another level that can kind of come in with clarity yeah. and bring something that they don't have. And I love this moment so much. It's incredible. I, I don't know how you felt, but it floored me. It floored me. I was utterly amazed by this ending, but also it left me with a whole slew of questions because I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, not only we're going to have to wait a year to find out, but- Well, not quite a year, but yes. Okay. Now a little less. You're right. A, l- yeah. a little less now. But what's going to happen here? What's Daniel going to have him do? And meanwhile, Terry Silver's going to go dig up some people from the past. Who's he going to bring up? Yeah. What the hell is going to happen in season, season five? Season five. I don't even want to speculate. I'm oh just trying God. to process what I just went through. Yeah. We just went through. This was intense. The rise. I would, I would say, I don't know. It's it, it's hard to say because it's a lot of time has passed now, but this has probably been probably the most intense episode. Yeah. As far as I also up and down, a couple of tearful it's equal, moments, it's chopping, equal to the chopping onions. Yeah, a lot yeah. of chopping onions. Yeah, chopping. yeah, this was intense. And the rise means so much. The fall is Miguel going down, we go black. It's like, uh-oh. And then the rise. Well, obviously, it's got to be Miguel. He rises up and he fights a good fight and he wins all Valley again. Well, the rise means a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. It's Miyagi-Do rising. It's all these stories. Robbie. Unfortunately, Miguel, Terry Silver rising. Terry Silver rising. It's everyone's going up a notch. And Tori, Samantha, maybe she'll grow from a loss. You do learn a lot from a loss. I'll sure. tell you that right now. But yeah, it, it means so much and it has set us up for season five. However, if he's bringing Chosen over to end Cobra Kai, 
Does that mean we're one season away? I mean, can all this play out in a season? I don't know, man. This is a lot. And hey, how much is Chosen going to be in the next season? I'm elated for this. You know, this is going to be a season where, hey, this season we're in Okinawa. And then Cobra Kai is on a field trip. And are we going to Okinawa? Are we going to see a change of scenery in Cobra Kai the show? Oh, anything's on the table here, Sal. Well, I'm always partial to seeing uh, Tamlin Tamita. So, of course, if, if we have an opportunity to see her in, in season five, I'll, I'll be quite happy. And I got to stop myself. I don't want to overly speculate. We are speculating I because I don't. Because remember, I got caught up in it. I got caught up. Every Sorry. season ends on a cliffhanger. So we're going to, it's going to happen. There's going to be that speculation. But yeah, here we are. We did it. We did it. It's been quite a journey. Season oh four, gosh. episode 10. 10. Uh, again, not only just the season four, but four seasons down. We've done it. This has been quite a journey. It has. Thank you for having me, Jason. My pleasure. Yeah, it's been quite a ride, and I'm happy to be here, and this episode was intense, and this season was intense. Our longest episode ever. I mean, the uncut, the unedited one's over two hours now and running on YouTube Live. This matches some of the times we've done movies. This is like a movie link. Yeah. This is a movie link because, yeah, it's 47 or what, in the 45, 47-minute yeah. range, yeah. but it's so dense with things. Yes, when yes. we cover movies, you kind of have to cruise through some of the dialogue and scenes because there's a lot more scenes. Sure. Well, there's a lot less scenes here, but it's like, well, the content context of this is that. And if we want to go back in time, we've got to shed light on that. And when I was doing notes, I was like, oh my gosh, this is taking me hours, a lot longer than a normal episode, but well worth it. We did it, Sal. I'm excited. I'm over the moon. uh, Wow. Yeah. We'll come back with special episodes. We have so many in store. Yeah. Which are short, Sal, which are fun. (laughs) You and I were talking about the special episodes. I mean, if you look at how many shows we've done, so so there's been now 40 episodes of Cobra Kai. And three movies. Three movies. And then the rest are all special episodes. But actually, we've done more special episodes than actual shows that go with each episode. Yep. So it's almost like the episodes are special. Our special episodes. episodes. Yeah. They became that. Yeah. It all it all changed. Yeah. And just to throw this out there for our fans, we are literally on the verge of a significant number of episodes being released. Sound? Do you know what that number is? Oh, okay. Well, well, we passed. Close. The, uh, We're close. We're close to our hundredth episode, then, right? We are very wow. close. We're just a couple away. Really, a couple away. Nice. That's amazing. When we started this journey, yeah. it's like we're almost at a hundred. Wow, almost at a hundred. That's I'm, a lot of content. I'm impressed. That's so. a lot of uh, entertainment. I mean, if I would say, if you are a, like a long haul trucker, yeah, you know, this is your show. You have so much content to listen to. To the truckers. <laughs> Keep on trucking. Yeah. We've put out a lot of stuff. We put out a lot of content. Thankful to the creators of Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. And now here we are. Uh, we've been through a lot. There's a whole lot more to come. A whole lot. I'm proud of what we've done. Me too. Yeah. When I put this show in motion, I never thought you and I would be here. It's exceeded my expectations, but the bar just keeps going. So I think this is the best episode we've ever done. I truly believe that because of the content. Sure. Come on, it's the show. But we were right there with it. And and hopefully our our viewers and our listeners are enjoying it and have enjoyed it and keep coming back for more. Because if they're listening and watching, we'll keep showing up. That's for sure. And sometimes in geese. Uh, yes. Jason is wearing his actual gi. Yes, I was ready to throw down an all valley, Sal. Turns out, <laughs> not under eighteen. I was waiting no, for the masters no, no, division. No. In fact, I would almost say, considering our show and the format, and here you are, I think this is almost cosplay. 
But like, oh. it's like cosplay, but it's a real gi that you actually use in martial arts. I so actually use it. Yes. It's like next level cosplay. Well, let, let me go back in time really quick, if I may. When we were doing the first two seasons in the studio in Toluca Lake, I'd yeah. come over. Yes. Not every time, but a lot of times I would come over right after I would finish karate. Yes. My martial arts class would end and I would drive over, set up, and I would keep the gi on. We yes. weren't doing video. No. And I was like, whatever. I mean, I didn't even have time to shower. We set up the thing. We record two episodes. So it's not like I've never done this, no. but I figured it was fitting for this episode. No, it's, so. it, it's a celebration. You're wearing your gi. I'm wearing my shirt that I wore on our 100,000th download special yes. episode. So this yeah. is my, it's my, it's not a gi, but it's my special attire. Maybe that'll help us get 100,000 downloads for this episode alone. Oh, my God. Let's hope for that. Everybody listening, everybody within Earshot, the season four, this is now the final episode of season four. But guess what? Let's Talk Cobra Kai continues. We will be back. There is a whole lot more to come. We stay in the Karate Kid Cobra Kai universe, so we will be back. So, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast, as well as the Let's Talk Cobra Kai YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Cobra Kai social media platform. If you're a dedicated listener or viewer of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com. No mercy.